to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is the 1986 sci-fi, actually sci-fi, classic Aliens. Yes. Jim, Jim's Cameron, just to take both aspects of his name and meld them into one. Before we talk about who's here today and how we feel about this film, go ahead and pop in your DVD, Blu-ray, VHS tape, iPod, N64 cartridge. Probably won't work, but... You know, we'll if try it does, it. send an email or go on the forum. Your special edition. Press DVD. play. This is special edition. Press play, and then press pause when the 20th century logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black. After the logo fades down, press pause, and in the second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play. You'll press play. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except of course this time with four friends in your head and this uh, this table of friends in your head. We're bringing the table with us, so your head better be roomy. Uh, is myself as always, Teague Christie, and my friend Brian William Fenifter. Hello. Uh, Eddie the Amazing Doty. Mostly. And Trey the Doty Stokes. <laughs> the Doty? Yeah, the Doty. The Doty. It just occurred to me that Doty Eddie sounds like a Doty. great adjective. So I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more of a, uh, an adverb. Shouldn't I'd say. Eddie be Eddie the Doty Doty? Something like that. I yeah. think that would work better. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah, very dotally. <laughs> no, <laughs> adverb would be dotally. Dotally, dotally yeah. Dotally. Dotally. Yeah. And J.K. Rowling would use it a billion times per page. <laughs> uh, that's for a different show, I guess. About dotally. Aliens. This movie, uh, along with Alien, eluded my awareness until a few years ago, and my friend Chad made me sit down and watch both of them at once. Good for Chad. Uh, so he's like, you have to watch this shit, and he just laid them out for me. Uh, and I, I, dis- I distinctly remember liking Aliens more, uh, and that might be because this is what my brain had in its, you know, my experience and the extension of what I wanted to see out of this sort of thing was a sci-fi action movie like they've all been for the last 20 years, and we talked about this on the Alien commentary. The original is more of like a haunted house in space movie. Uh, so, you know, for whatever reason, coming into it completely clean with no predisposition to like either one or neither or whatever, uh, Aliens is the one that I like more. Uh, and in the last couple of years, I've gone back to liking Alien more. Brian? Uh, yeah, what is there to say about this movie? It's James Cameron. <laughs> Hopefully it, two and a half hours of yeah. things to say. We'll find out. Uh, I, I'd say it's a perfect movie. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put that out there. Uh, Jim Cameron, obviously. It's the military in space, so I'm happy. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's right. Uh, Brian's, Brian's done. Yeah, He's, I'm good. Eddie Doty? Uh, I love the hell out of this movie. This is the first movie that actually sort of gave me nightmares. I think I was eight years old when this movie came out. And I remember my parents going and loving it, uh, and my brother telling me how awesome it was. But I remember just the, the whole concept of it just scared the, the piss out of me. Um, I agree with what you're saying. They are very, two very different movies. It's almost like it's almost kind of like one is Steve uh, – Steve Jobs and the other is Bill Gates. You you have preferences. People prefer one to the other, but you can't deny the brilliance of both. One and has cancer. One is can- <laughs> <Ooh>. yikes. <laughs> what too soon? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Just, sometime in the future, this commentary is going to be extra. Boring. I know we're gonna. You're just gonna hear a large. Uh, or it's gonna be really us. cold. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But you can't you can't really you can't really deny the brilliance of both. And I and I do go back and forth as which one I prefer. And and hopefully at the end of this, I'll I'll have a you know a verdict for which I prefer this month at least. Trade the Dodie Stokes. Do you prefer Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? <laughs> I, uh, I, which is which? We have to define our terms. Yeah, exactly. I think Steve, yeah, I think which this one is Steve Jobs. This is the, the more palatable, user, user-friendly one, and the other one's a little bit more hardcore and will get in your face. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, um, I think, I think, this is, I think Aliens, is, Aliens, is, Aliens, is Bill, <laughs> Aliens is Bill Gates because oh, it's more, it's more mass-market user-friendly. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, yes. Uh, and, uh, and Alien is Steve Jobs because it's a little more arty and self-contained. Um, oh, okay. Like, oh, wow, well played. How can we stretch that analogy any further before it snaps and hurts somebody? But uh, um, it's it is apples and oranges. I mean, uh, Alien was was amazing when it came out, and of course it was the you know 
the year after Star Wars that it came out. So it's kind of like, wow, they're making good sci-fi now. I was just excited. You know, any of those movies, I was just excited. Um, and then by the time Aliens came out, I, w- I was in and out of film school and was uh, trying to break into the industry. And so my first reaction of Aliens was yet another like, oh, I so want to work in this industry if this is the kind of movies that are getting made. And then as it turned out, you know, only – this is what eighty six. You know, only only two years later, I was working for for the director of this movie on his next movie, The Abyss. So, um, you know, this was just on the cusp of starting to get into the movie industry, and it just made me all the more want to. Oh, they're making big rubber monster creature puppet movies, and I need to get in on it. And then I got in on his next one. So, it's uh, it's it's just a, a great movie and holds up amazingly. Just it's another. We we were always talking about how Alien is thirty years old and holds up. This is twenty five years old and holds up. Um, except for you know a few RP shots, they're a little dodgy. But uh, again, the sensibility and the art direction and the style and the the, the subject matter—it's you know holds up just fine. Well, it's cool. Required Let's... viewing, I think, if you're into science fiction at all. Well, that's the whole point of this. Uh, if you're queued up, get your mouse remote ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. On pause. Now, at the end of Alien. Sigourney yes. Weaver's fate is unknown. Well, or it, she it's, die? well, you, it's you assume that she's going home and safely, and then yeah. the, the the very the right from the beginning, this movie throws a curveball at you that says, "No, it didn't work out yeah. so well." The going home, it turns out she didn't, which is what every every movie did that. In right. fact, every movie was like, "And now we're going home." No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. not actually going to get home get back again. Here. You know, by the third movie, the um, Sigourney Weaver's character just become this tragic figure. I'm like, my God, this woman is just. Yeah, this woman gets she doesn't actually screwed by the universe. You know, good lord. Uh, on the on the negative side, you know, she's been asleep for eighty some odd years. Her daughter's dead. On the plus side, kitty cat. Yeah, uh, you know, she, has she has a kitty cat. She still has her cat. So, so she got yeah. an eighty year old cat. How about yeah. that? Now I know we as the moviegoers we don't uh, see the planet Earth at all uh, in Aliens. Do, does she go down at all? Or does she stay on the space station the entire time? I think she, I think her I think, I think her, her apartment is down on Earth. I mean, yeah. when we see her, but we don't see you know much of Earth. We just see that apartment complex she lives in. Oh, okay. She's in the she's in the gateway station when she has the nightmare sequence. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, but I think well, no. That when they call her in the middle of the night, and she says she's got like a job on a loading dock or something. Yeah, like that. I think she's yeah. she's gone down to Earth. At she's, that point. she's yeah, okay. she's on Earth. Yeah. I was so gonna, I, well, I was going to say, had she not actually made it back to the surface of the Earth? <laughs> yeah, she never, I think, yeah. never made <laughs> that it. That would have really ever. sucked. So all the usual suspects are on this, uh, this Gotex and everybody else, um, which Cameron works with a lot. And they did Lovejoy... Great, great miniature people. I, I can't remember if Lovejoy edited Terminator or not. I don't think he did, but... Don't think so. Yeah, he and he's not been around. Like He, he kind of... I think he's retired. I'm not exactly sure. So of course this was this was Cameron's you know second film after Terminator. Yep. Yep. So you know he was the guy who did Terminator, and then uh, I think I think as I recall, I think the idea was you know he wanted to. I have an idea how to you know continue the Alien franchise. Oh, and what's your idea? And, and so he had this he had this idea for you know this expansion of the concept as opposed to another spaceship finds another alien and we run from the alien. He's like I gotta wait. You know he had this idea to open the st- story way up. And still keep Sigourney Weaver's character at the center of it, and it's brilliant how he expanded on the right. original concept of what Alien established. And we pick up exactly where we left off the ship, and obviously you see by the the, the frost and the condensation that oh, okay, it's been a while. And hey, looky there, looks pretty much the same. I she you know seven years treated her very well. Yeah, I would definitely be down just to go back to the eighties and hang out with Sigourney Weaver's a twenty something a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. hot damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, she just hosted Saturday Night Live, and she still looks. She still good. Yeah, she's, she's still yeah, not bad at all. Now the um, this uh, gizmo that comes in 
the uh, the laser gizmo that comes in after they after they uh, torch the door. Um, it's literally just a camera crane. It's a camera crane with a laser on it. Huh. Um, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's all it is, and the, they, just, they just don't. You know, it's backlit, and you're looking at the laser. But look at it. It's a it's it's a damn camera crane with a laser stuck on it. Well, I don't know about you, but my camera has a laser sight on it. Just sure. To, just to be safe. In the it, you've seen it in the theater when that uh, when they really got the sound cranking when that door hits the ground. It just subwoofers the hell out of you. It just—it's a beautiful, beautiful thud that it makes. Speaking of seeing this in the theater, Brian and I got to go to the the New Bev and see. So see, look at that. I mean, that's just a camera gym. Is all it is with a with a with a big ass laser sticking off the I front of it. I love looking at flat lasers going through fog because you get like the cross section of what the air is doing. It's a really cool. Look. Reminds me of junior prom. <laughs> Kiss today goodbye. <laughs> Brian and I got to see this at the New Bev. Uh, oh. And it was, was that like, last year sometime? That was sometime. Might, was, have, might have been two. I don't know. Was yeah. it the 70 millimeter festival it thing? It was the 70 millimeter. Oh, so yeah. good. Brand new print off the master. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. And th- that made the movie very easy to watch because it was very pretty. It also sort of made some of the matte paintings. No, you work on DVD, but maybe not so much. Maybe not on so much on, on print. And it's not. And it's not that the paintings themselves don't work. It's it's more like you know subtle camera jiggle and the painting sits still and that kind of thing. I think There's we can get away with issue in the rear projection and whatnot. I think we can get away without subtitles on this one. I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think we can yeah. get away with the no. Well, we have, we, we do have subtitles. We just have, no one said anything. Oh, that's time. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have uh, someone's Some actually say that. Well, and again, it's nice. What's great. Nice uh, setup of this movie is you don't know what the hell's going on yet. Nope. You know, it's like who has she been? Yeah, you don't know who these people are. Has she been are? picked up by aliens? You know, like other aliens, like humanoid aliens? What the hell? I, I would venture to say that this is the best no dialogue sequence since the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, when, <laughs> ah. There we go. There we, we get some dialogue finally. Very nice. And there's a kitty cat. And she's got a cat. And if you remember. And if you've never seen the Star Wars Holiday Special, the first 15 minutes of it is Chewbacca's family talking oh, and right. grunts and gurgles. Uh, that's dialogue, Eddie. For, but no <laughs> subtitles whatsoever. So you're literally just watching dudes in a suit go, for 15 minutes and not stop. You know, right now, if you haven't seen the Holiday Special, you think, I want to be kind of ironic and see the... No, you don't. You really, yeah, yeah, no, you really don't. There, we get it. We're, there's we no fussy. Too, but no, you really don't want to see it. There are lines crossed, and then there are lines crossed that you don't come back from. What has been seen cannot be unseen. She got room thirty-seven. Thirty-seven <laughs> is like that. That's a bad room. So, so you know, again, and uh, pull the rug out from under you. We're in a dream sequence now. It's just we don't know it yet. Cameron kind of likes his dream sequences. I've, I've I've seemed to notice this. He's sort of into. She looks familiar. The uh, the the tech, the nurse technician lady. Huh. She does look. I'm not. I couldn't place her. But um, all right. And that guy looks familiar too. This. When we went to see uh, when we went to see Aliens at the New Bev with you know when you go to see a like a revival type theater and everyone right. that goes there wants to see that movie because they love the hell out of that movie. You get the world's best audience over and over again every single time. It's like a, it's like a midnight premiere. Yep. Exactly. For a thirty year old opening, movie. For a thirty year old movie. Yeah. So yeah, people know the know it's it backwards be hardcore. and forth. And they're there for a reason. Like as opposed to a movie I've never seen before. I hope this is good. Everyone's there and knows everything about it. So knowing this movie, when the credits were rolling. You know, the names come up, and Sigourney Weaver, yeah. whoever, 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 Michael Bean, yeah. Paul Reiser, place goes nuts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Everyone just, it, you Good. can't write a better love-to-hate guy than Giovanni Ribisi. I mean, uh, I mean Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, Reiser. Reiser. Paul Reiser. Or Buddy Holly. It's, it's, nice yeah, to know that, it's nice to know that in the future, the Buddy Holly haircut will come back. And I love the idea of, of futuristic suit design is, oh, we'll just upturn the collar on the top part, and that's... Yeah, it's got, like it's it's got a little scallop on the collar, and It's, it's half-members-only jacket, half-blazer. Well, it's again, I think that's pretty smart. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, always, it's always laughable when, when, you know, 
the future. You know, they yeah, try yeah, to yeah. really, really do the future things to you. Know. Silver jumpsuits and duct tape. Yes, it must exactly. be the future. It's the old Seinfeld routine about it. Apparently, at some point, we get together and we just vote on the Earth outfit. And it's, you know, <laughs> okay, silver jumpsuit boots. That's it. That's We're all going to wear that from now on. Increase the Blash Gordon noise and what? put more science stuff around <laughs> Exactly. So, again, we've been in the dream sequence this whole time, and yet there's exposition within the dream sequence. So it's actually rather clever. It's actually um, it, it's reminiscent of what uh, Joss Whedon did, actually, at the beginning of Serenity. Yeah. Because Serenity kept pulling the rug out from under you time and again, like four times, where you think, well, you're watching one thing, but you're watching something else, and then it switches to the next thing. So so he's... he's Is this the scene where Gina Davis gives birth to a fly? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Exactly. So we're about Screw to do, your water! We're about to, I will not, water will not help me! So we're about to do the old uh, false body through the table uh, gag, uh, which we used to love to do in the rubber, rubber days. I actually saw this movie before I saw Alien uh, when I was younger. So when I'm watching this for the first time with my, with my dad, I was like, wait a minute, I thought Sigourney Weaver stars in this movie. I, yeah, and, I knew, and she's going to die now. Yeah, and, and, and you know enough about the series to know that there was a chest burster. And when you see this, I'm like, wait, what? This is like the effect that Scream probably had on people. And then the reveal, and then you're... You're like, damn you, you magnificent bastard, <laughs> Cameron. Magnificent bastard. Now, is that rear projection, or is that a mat kind of painted in afterwards? I doubt it'll be painted in afterwards. I, I think that's probably just a picture out the window. <laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> as long as they are supposed to. Curve, you know, right? Why green screen that? You know, it's like, good lord, just make it because it's. I mean, you've got window reflections going on there. In them days, that would have made it impossible. I think it's probably just a transparency. Cool. There was a. I was actually on the set of Charlie's Angels back in uh, early oh two thousand. I know, right? You're gonna cop to it on the internet? Really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was on the set. We were doing something else nearby, and uh, and we got onto the set. And it was a hot set. We really should not have been there. But we were. Oh, this is new. This is the special edition. Yeah, okay. We're into the special edition here, which again, where we get this. You know, well, we didn't know for twenty years this backstory, which the movie turned out not to right. need. But uh, well, so, just, just to wrap up my story. Yeah, go ahead with your the, story. the rooftop party scene uh, on the top of a building where it's you know a skyscraper building in Los Angeles. That entire thing. Thing was a I'd say about a three story matte painting that they had done on all four sides. Wow! And uh, and staying on that was pretty pretty intimidating. But it was it was I mean the level of detail on it was pretty impressive. This is this is not I don't think he handles this very well. You know she she wants to know about her daughter. He goes well let's not think about that right now. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about business first. Uh, think that does he really think that's going to fly? <laughs> Interstellar Commerce Commission, yeah, space cops yeah. uh, represents a substantial dollar value. There are going to be a lot of bureaucrats around. Yeah. Now, of course, this this here's where you know through no fault of its own, like like many movies that that when you try and depict the future without actually knowing the future, um, she couldn't go on a terminal and Google her daughter. Um, in 1986, this wouldn't right. have occurred to a human being that that would be something that a person would probably do in the future. I would just couldn't she just borrow? Can I borrow your iPhone and <laughs> Google my daughter? Her entire well, life. Maybe they didn't be, have iPhones when she left. That yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, when yeah, when they when the Nostromo was built. So sad, right there. Her daughter's Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> now, if her daughter was Helen Mirren and Excalibur, hell yes. Oh, hello, hell yes. And now Nathrak will first be third. <laughs> now, Bri- Brian Don't and I were, Denve. Brian and I were kind of having a conversation a couple weeks back about how Cameron thematically kind of keeps recurring to this 
thing about you know the evil kind of corporate overlord and how a lot corporate of his pro- a lot of his yeah. protagonists you know when when Ripley survives alien she's not the best and the brightest of the crew she's not she's not a scientist she's not a captain she's not a military leader she's just the average blue collar she just made it yeah she just <laughs> she just it. made it but it was through being in extraordinary circumstances the the hero is revealed and when you look at James Cameron's like background he didn't start off as like this big guy to do he worked on a truck truck driver in Canada he's very blue collar himself very blue collar himself so a lot of he's not a trust fund kid or anything like that yeah and so he has and and when you know we get paired up with the military people the officers and the leadership tend to be rather cowardly it's the grunts that tend to do the the the, uh, where the most heroics occur and it's it's these bureaucrats and these guys in power that are sort of set you know, in opposition to her, and you kind of see that not just this, but even in Avatar, and even even in True Lies, in a lot of ways, uh, with with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, she's just a housewife, but she, through extraordinary circumstances, her true character is revealed. Well, and, and in it, Terminator, Terminator as well. Termi- right? Oh yeah, yeah, she's a damn waitress. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's a waitress yeah. who has to take down the again evil corporation. So exactly the, the unlikely the unlikely hero, not the hero hero. By the way, there's another another thing that just dates the movie, but again, not through any fault of its own, but the fact that they talk about the value of that spaceship. Was that spaceship that blew up was co- cost forty two million dollars? <laughs> like for, what? Well, uh, adjust for inflation. Stromo cost forty two million dollars. Adjust for inflation, but then also you know it was it was kind of a, it was it was, it was a, a beater. It was used kind of a beater. Yeah. It was used. It was, yeah. it was, it was oh. space dollars. Yeah, space dollars. Yeah. Well, there was the, the space bucks. The grand yeah. the the grand currency reset of twenty x fourteen. That you know. Now I wonder. I was the thing that always occurs to me in a movie like this is like I wonder. Did Veronica Cartwright and Yafet Koto each get like you know sixty bucks for having their likeness well, that, that's, in the movie? Because you, know, you, you do have to deal with that. Kind well, of stuff. to answer that question, was this before or after Back to the Future Two? Because that is the infamous uh, lawsuit in which uh, they use footage of uh, uh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, and right. he said. F you, I did not give you permission to uh, to do that. Got into a huge lawsuit with Robert Zemeckis and uh, because in the in the modern or in the future scenes that wasn't Chris McGlover yeah, that was a, just an actor and, and that's why they put him upside down and floating so you wouldn't and, be able yeah, to put tell old him. age makeup and turn him and upside turn him down. upside down and, and you know and backwards and, and backwards yeah. yeah and so, that's why Bob Zemeckis doesn't even deal with actors anymore well, well exactly. what's funny is that for uh, for Beowulf he did like Chris McGlover came back to voice the voice of uh, Grendel and so they kind of put that you know but because of that all that money that Chris McGlover won off that lawsuit is what funded his sort of like trip into obscurity and, and all of his shitty little independent films that he does uh, um, he is credited, but he know, is cre- that's, he that's is ultimately just, credited. But yeah, all it was, there is to it. There's there's a but after that they they said okay we can't get away with that anymore. Yeah. So I mean I, I I assume that you do. I mean I mean to be fair, it's like well you know we're going to use your picture, so we're, you know give you a few bucks negotiated. Yeah. You know, well, and, if, and if they say no, then okay your picture won't appear. Then we'll show everybody else's picture. It's not like we have to. And I'm sure they went to each one and say... Well, look at the ingenue. She's standing in front of her ingenue picture there. Like, my God, she's <laughs> even younger. You can't even recognize her. I'm sure they went to each going, hey, you want to do this? But if you say no, we still got a whole bunch of other people, so don't bother asking for a lot of money. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll pay you a we, day's worth, you know, and you don't have to show up. And probably not at the time, but I'm sure today... It, that would be part of your contract for any movie that could ever potentially yeah, possibly be your likeness. Well, actually, I've signed contracts like that. That yeah, it's it's any any 
in perpetuity throughout yep. the universe. I know, yeah. It, force majeure, any act yeah. of God or alien invasion. I've had that in a contract of mine before. Um, what's interesting here is that the idea is that no criminal charges will be filed and we're not going to see you. Cameron sort of explores this idea of how in the future commercial and legal jurisdiction overlap and, and intertwine with one another and how a company yeah. can essentially send you to jail if they wanted to. Yeah, it's the um, it's the uh, rollerball was that same. Yeah, well, exactly. Rollerball was basically yeah. not, not, the, not the whatever the horrible remake, but which might have been. I don't know. I didn't see it. Who did? But uh, the original was all about there aren't countries anymore there are corporations was the idea of rollerball and here's and here's a good structural thing like story structure wise is the fact that oh yeah we've had people there for 22 on lv 214 or 436 or yeah. 611 or whatever uh the fact, well, the fact <laughs> the fact that we've had people there for now that's sort of like oh shit that's because right now the audience would sort of be like okay well this is all interesting but what's the point and then when you hear that it's like uh-oh Ooh. oh now i know when i'm gonna see some aliens so oh terraformers i'm sure they're fine yeah what could possibly happen <laughs> i'm sure nothing will happen to them so and i believe we're about to jump cut right to another special edition sequence which is of the jesus uh, of, yeah. the, of the terraformers the, the, the finding the, the actual finding the finding now this yeah. i do remember yeah, yeah this i do remember. but this was this was never in the original theatrical cut and in fact they had to they shot new stuff for the special edition um to finish the sequence because the sequence was never actually finished kind of like return of the king how they win the oscar and then do the yeah, and then continue shots. to shoot <laughs> exactly would you say that jim cameron has a, a tinkering mentality with his movies or do you think he just wants to get it done maybe doesn't quite and then finishes it with finality like Lucas is going to be playing with Star Wars until he dies. Jim Cameron well, went back and added stuff to movies repeatedly. Well, Lucas says that once. just here's the rest of the movie done. Lucas says that famous quote about films are never finished; they're only abandoned. Which, yeah. which is not his. Lucas. Which is not his quote. He, he, it's been. Oh, is, no, is that somebody else's? John, John, John Huston yeah. said it before him. I know. Uh, yeah. And John Huston was probably quoting someone too. Yeah, yeah. But George Lucas, being the the film historian that he is, quotes is oft he oft quotes that. Yeah. And, and certainly he's a follower of that. I'm not. I wouldn't even go so far to. I'm not sure. I believe that. I don't. I mean. It, you can finish an imperfect thing and and recognize that it's not imperfect, but it's it is what it is, and it, it's it's what you want it to be. The idea that you have to go back and tinker, I, I don't, you know, I don't think Cameron does a lot of tinkering. I, I think, think well, he he wanted to release a special edition of Aliens, and and he wanted to have that sequence in there, but they didn't have the whole sequence. They they right. shot they shot the scenes with the the actors, but they hadn't shot all the miniature exteriors. Right, so right. they actually the Skotax, I believe, you know, they actually invented some new shots with this crawler um, right. that they shot for the the special edition. I'm so, I'm happy for this uh this bureaucrat guy, this uh, this paunchy guy. You know, this guy waited 20 years for his big scene in Aliens to to finally hit the screen. <laughs> right. You know, he's like I'm in Aliens, it's awesome and then probably then, had a party. Yeah. No, really, I I was in it. We had a whole scene that I was in where I talked and I did a whole thing and I acted really Mm. It's kind of funny, uh, not to get off t- on a tangent, but when I saw I saw Spider Man Two opening day in the theater at the, uh, I'm sorry, the, wow. I know, well check it out. Okay. Uh, uh, it was a date uh, at the bridge, and you know how in Spider Man Two there's uh, Spider Man Two there's Peter's neighbor who has that kind of big mole on her face. She's like the blonde cute chick. Molly, molly, mole, yeah. Molly, well, molly, she molly. was she was in the theater. And her whole family, she brought like 30 people with her. And this third time she appeared on camera, some asshole from the crowd shouted, Molly, Molly, Molly. And I, and like, and I could see this poor woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was oh, oh, so harsh. Oh was it a real mold? It's a total real mold because I saw her afterwards walking out. And she was you know, relatively happy with having her whole family there. Have but some guacamole. But every, every, time her, every time she appeared on camera, her, her family would cheer. But like the third time, somebody figured it out and just made the mole crack. And the entire audience like erupted with laughter. It was oh, that's, that's nice. I'm going gra- to grab your tangent by the neck and drag it on a tangent back to the movie. By, by we went to see Avatar at midnight. We were uh, at the Arclight in Sherman Oaks. Right. And a guy walks up, like this black guy, this kind of good-looking, modely black guy. And he's got like a posse of people. And he comes next to the table next to us. And we're all kind of sitting right. there by the bar. And they all like applaud, like, yay, the guy is here. And we're all like, who's that guy? Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, I don't recognize you at all. 
come to find out later, he was the lead bad Navi guy. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That yeah, was okay. the actor of the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, That's very dope. He's never one of the human characters at all. So it's like. Now, I, here's the thing with this sequence. I remember this. We see Newt in the in the space van here in the space SUV. But I, I like I actually prefer being introduced to Newt all disheveled. Exactly. Well, I, it's, yeah. it's again. This is a case of. You know, when you write a movie and then when you shoot a movie, you think you need this scene. You don't actually need this whole scene. That was the only glimpse we ever would have gotten, and we didn't get it in the original version, of what the colony looked like before it got all messed up. Right, right, you right. Know, it's like when actually there were people just doing their jobs and it wasn't all dark and flooded and black and, you know, covered full of bullet holes. That That's the colony being the colony. And here we see the family, and we see this whole thing, and we have this setup about how Newt plays in the air ducts and uh-huh. all that stuff. And you, it turns out you didn't need any of exactly. that. Exactly. No one, no one cared, and no one missed all that setup. And it was like, who's this girl, and what's going on with no, her? No, you, you, you get. I mean, and, she, and credit to the actress playing her. She, for for a child actress, she she plays sort of like this devastated trauma very well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, in a weird parallel, it reminds me in a way of like the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, about halfway through the movie, they're all sitting in the mall talking, and then the one the the male protagonist protagonist you know they were asking everybody what you were good at in your life beforehand and and like they asked the guy and he's like i was good at being a dad that yeah. one line like, that's yeah. all you need it's yeah. devastating and it like, was just you know yeah. that's all you need because you can just you you kind of let your imagination so was, do he, he was bad at being a husband but he was good at good being, at being a, a dad, dad. It, yeah yeah that's it, all you need you don't need photos you don't a big need old thing you don't about, need a flashback well, my wife and i we blah 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 yeah you don't need a flashback it doesn't it actually if you would have seen that it would, it would have undercut it and watching this scene here it feels like I feel like I'm watching Alien again. I feel like, yeah. oh, good, they're going to come up on some face huggers, and it's going to, you know, and the kid's going to. They absolutely are. Yeah. So, so it's it's again, it's like we don't, you don't really need the scene. What's what's interesting, and I think it's a, a brilliant, um, I think it, it's hard. It's a cost cutting measure. Is the whole terraforming idea is, of course. You know, they had to wear spacesuits in Alien to uh, walk around exactly. the planet's surface, but they've been terraforming it now for whatever thirty, forty years, right, right, and right. it's you know, it's not exactly a, a happy place, but it's it's you can it's breathe there, there now. So so the, so when they Marines are running around the colony, they don't all have to be wearing spacesuits. It's just a you know, in the end, it's a cost cutting measure, and it's a dry heat, so it works out. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> an alien planet. The concept of terraforming shows up a lot more in hard sci-fi and in novels than it does in actual movies. I'm trying right. to think of like I you know they mention it in Firefly. And yeah. it's on this, like they're ter- they terraform the planet. I can't think of other terraforming? Pop, pop culture terraforming references. Well, there's Total Recall. Wrath of Khan? Or, uh, yeah, Total Recall. Total Recall, Total Recall the terraform. Now, there's a night, we're not going to get the benefit of it here, but there's a nice audio cue here where her scream blends into the wind. I remember that, yeah. It's a really, it's a nice audio effect. And you see the tail just being pulled down yet again. It's, it's the old grab the tail by the far end off camera and squeeze it. It's... And this is a really, really cool shot. I remember, like, being, as a kid seeing this and going, that's cool looking. Like, I don't yeah. see other people doing that. Yeah, it's a nice little intro. And it's, it doesn't cut. It's just a one-er up all the way up yeah. to her face, you know? Well, it's, I think Jim Cameron just has a crush on Smokey Sigourney. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But uh, it's, 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 what, you know, it's, it's what a good director does because in that little shot, it tells you – you know where her mental state is that she's just you know she's lost in thought she's she's forgotten that she's got a cigarette in her hand and, and here we are in, in the space slums yeah in exactly. the space projects it's like it's like Deckard lives around the corner it looks a lot like Fifth <laughs> Element too that's it yeah. it does it has that Fifth Element yeah, you know, vibe it's like to a it. series of porta potties in a hallway Pre-fifth I have element. I have expect Darth Vader to just like pass on the hall going yeah. excuse me yeah, pardon me <laughs> pardon me you have blocked my way for the last time what do you uh, do? Uh, this is a little bit convenient the fact that they managed to lose contact with the colony right as 
within days or at yeah, most weeks yeah, well, of, of uh, Ripley coming yeah. back yeah. in the first place. Can that yeah. be our one piece of? Well, we don't really. We no, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on. Well, no, the reason is because no, because it's because Burke made it happen. That's why. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. There is a connection. And also, we don't know. Like he, they, they don't establish how much time she's been working on Earth now. We yeah. d- it could have been, been weeks. It could have been months. But uh, yeah, Burke. At this, Burke at this point is already. He knows. He knows he's in trouble. He, he knows yeah. there's trouble because he got the info from her that there was supposedly this thing. He, they just had that whole scene that explained. Now, what's interesting is is again that scene explained is is the thing that gets revealed later when they realize that Burke is their bad is guy. Their bad guy, yeah. Um, but they didn't name him by name. But again, it's it it, it kind of tips it a little early that they we saw yeah. that scene. So, so I think it's it's stronger without it. You know, because the original cut was just she just. He just comes in and goes, we lost contact with the colony. Right. You know, we don't know. There was no face hugger scene. There was no and scene you think with it's Newton a coincidence the family. until later on when yeah. the reveal happens. Exactly. But but what's actually happened is he got the info from her. He told them to go check it out. And lo and behold, exactly what she said would happen has happened. So he's he's a little bit on the bubble right now. He's, he's already covering his ass. He's trying to cover his ass here. You know, I know it's the future and everything. I know things got to look a little bit different, but those glasses are the most inefficient things to drink out of. It's like a damn saucer. It's yeah. like a, it's like a milk saucer it's for like, a cat. It's like drinking out of a test tube. It's like what, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's right. spacey, but come on, what the hell? So of course, right to blackmail. You get your job back. How do you guys feel about? Uh, obviously, his character's a cock. Yes. How do you feel about yes. Paul Reiser. I feel like he's I like fucking, does a great ridiculously job. underused. I, I'm yeah. kind of blown away he's not working more, even yeah. if not acting. I mean, because he has he, he writes and he directs. Well, yeah. yeah, he did a lot of stand up. Stand up. Well, after this, he had mad. He did mad about you, and and, 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 and presumably and, doesn't. I would think you know probably doesn't ever have to work again. No, he made an asshole um, of money off that. Just yeah. syndication I think, I think alone. At the time, Helen Hunt was the highest paid TV actress. So I'm sure, sure. Yeah. Far that was. I mean, that, was, and he created the show and was the producer and blah blah blah. Before before yeah before Friends though that was that was one of the shows that sort of saved a big sitcom. Yeah, that like actually saved them like in their. Post Carson sort of uh, uh, world. It, it, it's sort yeah, of like what do you do with a good show? We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, if you've never seen The Late Shift or read the book The Late Shift. By all means, do so. That's pretty amazing. The Late Shift. The Late Shift. It's yeah. about it's the about, original about the whole Leno, Leno Letterman, Letterman who's going to replace Carson, and it's spectacular. It and they HBO made a rather good it. HBO movie yeah. out of it too, with uh, John Michael Higgins as, as Letterman, Letterman doing and a it's great pretty Letterman. amazing. And if you watch Lost, the guy who played Arst plays Leno. Anyway, back to the but yeah, and here Paul we are. Mad about you, NBC. This is, yeah. and th- I like the fact that it's not just getting her space license back is the motivating factor. It's just it's the, like, yeah, she's just never going to be whole again. She until needs she closure. Deals with yeah. This, yeah, she needs closure of some kind. She needs to like wrap this up. It's more about her own mental health. I really like that about about because like the easy decision, like most people would have been fine. With, like okay, we'll get your get your uh, your trucker license back and and. You know, you'll be fine if you go back, yeah. but I like that. Really not enough. I mean, yeah. you know, it, no, well, she wouldn't for, go for that reason. I'm saying so. for executives, it would be like for like or for uh, the average moviegoer, that'd be fine. But I like that he digs in just a little bit deeper. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading an interview at the time where Cameron talked about how um, how he was so uh, impressed by Sigourney Weaver because when he when he wrote the script and and you know gave it to her and because because she. Pretty much, you know, she had to do it, or the movie wouldn't have worked. Right. I mean, he could he could he could have made a movie that didn't have Sigourney Weaver in it, um, her character in it. And they could have cast somebody else. You know, it's not like it never happens, but uh, you know, it really kind of needed to have her on board. Um, and he talked about how he was so impressed that uh, when he met with her, she had the script, and she had j- she, it was all covered with post its and notes, and she had gone through and diagrammed 
all the character moments and, and, you know, the shadings of what Ripley was going through. And, and he was just so impressed that, you know, not only that she'd done that much homework, but the fact that, you know, she totally got what he was trying to do with the character right. and was on board with it. And then, she talked a little bit about that. I, I mentioned in the alien commentary, but at the, uh, there was a comic con panel about women in sci-fi. She talked a bit about that. And she talked a bit about how she felt like she felt, she feels like that's like every actor's responsibility to do that. And it really, it should be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ideally. Yeah. You know, this reminded me a lot of the SDF one from Robotech. If you right. ever, yeah. I've seen the Salako. Uh, Bob Burns has the Salako hanging on his wall. If you yeah. ever get a chance to go to Bob Burns' place, and uh, the Salako is not that big, first of all. And uh, fun fact: it's only it's only decorated on one side. Um, huh. you, you only see the, it's only <laughs> detailed sense. like that on that one side and the few times you see it from the other side they've they've flipped the the, the name Sulaco and reversed it and just flipped the film. Um, that's again this this movie for as big and complicated and expensive as it looks. Cameron is squeezing every dime out of the budget by cutting every corner there is. Simple little tricks. Yeah. So so that model that model was only built to be seen from one side. So you know save money on that model. Brian, I'm pretty sure that you're of the opinion that Alien and Aliens are both great. Yes, absolutely. Which do you prefer to watch? It, uh, Obviously, you're informed by 20 years of movies that were made after both of them. That's true. So it's like every single film you've ever seen looked like either Alien or Aliens. I think for my personal predilections, it's got, it's Aliens because it's the military in space. Alien is, you know, still a fantastic, fantastic piece of work. But just for my for my personal subjective point of view, it's more my, fun to watch for you? my pieces. Yeah, Trey. Um, it really is apples and oranges. I'm I'm impressed by the the scale and the sh- and the you know amazing technical work in in Aliens. Um, but Alien, you know, Alien started Alien established all of this style and look and and deserves great points as well. It's interesting that this is a this sequence here up to just where we finally reveal the pods is another scene that uh, shot that was is only a special edition shot and it's very much an homage to Alien because homage, Alien starts with these tracking shots to the deserted ship when everyone's in hypersleep um, and even instead of drinking birds we had little you know gyro things spinning on the tables so uh, so that was like a little you know homage to Alien clearly that Cameron was making and then cut from the from the original release of the movie Andy what's your uh, which do you prefer to watch Alien or Aliens yeah uh, you know, obviously that's, they're both great, but that's a question that I'm going to c- probably continue to ask myself throughout my life. I think it's, yeah. it's just, <laughs> okay, and, I, well, and I mean this that week. this week, um, this feeling? week, Alien. But I think after today, it may change. I, uh, it really depends. I think Aliens is a really good sort of social film because there's so many great. I think there's better one-liners in Aliens, yeah. and it's more entertaining. And we're about and, to see about half of them in this scene. I, I, I will say this: if I'm flipping through the channels and HBO has Aliens on, I'll stop and watch the rest of it. Alien, you kind of have to be like you kind of want to watch it from all the way through. You got to be in the mood for it. Drake here, by the way, was uh, one of the the mean sisters in uh, Shawshank. Shawshank, he's the guy, that right, 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 right. <laughs> Who could forget? And really, this is the Fox, book. What's his name? Yeah, this Michael is, Bean. Here's Michael Bean. You can't have a Cameron movie without Michael Bean. And this is really Bill the Paxton. movie. This is the movie where we really, really found out who Bill Paxton was. Yeah, this was the movie where you go, "Who's that guy? The gift, he's great." The gift to the world that is Bill Paxton. Yes. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, uh, Bill so Paxton good also at got, everything. At, at, at the new, new Bev showing, Bill Paxton also got. A fair amount of applause, uh, as he should. Yeah, he right he really does walk away with the best one-liners. He is. Like, he's the he's the he's the funny guy. <laughs> well, actually, my favorite one is yeah, man. But it's a dry heat. Yeah. Like I love. Put her in charge. Yeah, he's the quotable one. In yeah, man, ways. do that. <laughs> now, now, one of the things that's uh, trivia. I'm not. I'm not uh, totally hip to this, but um, the have you ever seen the website Wisbesky Hunter? 
or Wisbesky hunters? No. Uh, there's a, the, the big mystery of this movie is they talk about there's a guy named Wisbesky. Which one of these guys is Wisbesky? Does he ever actually <laughs> appear on screen? Um, and and there's a there's somebody who had a whole site. I think it was called Wisbesky hunters where they actually went through the movie and especially scenes like this where people are just in the corners of the frame and figured out by just process of elimination. Okay, this guy over here in the corner that you can barely see that's got to be Wisbesky, and it's it's all about. Who is Wisbesky? Which one is Wisbesky, right, right, right. and and where is he, and which guy is that? Now I, w- I want to talk a little bit here about sort of gender politics. My mother was in the army. My mother was uh, stationed. Did she ever get mistaken for a man? No, she never did. She, my mother <laughs> never okay. had. My mother never had the haircut that they did. My mom, mom is actually on the cover of the February 1980 issue of Newsweek, an article about women on the military, nice. and she's in full face paint with her Kevlar on, with an M16 sort of pointed at the uh, the thing. That was but, your mom. She was hot. It, well, I mean, yeah. The this thing is was be really awkward. Eddie, but. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, is like it, I'm pretty it, sure. Like, I remember that cover. I remember yeah, that. that was, I mean, and there's like women in the military, should they be drafted? But like, this was the first movie I had seen outside of Private Benjamin, where women in the military sort of treated like, and it wasn't, there was no like attention drawn to it. It's just like, yeah, we got some tough ass chicks in here. I remember my mother like really being happy with that. And my mom was like, just like going, yeah, it's kind of cool to see like, especially in the future. And this is sort of like the, what sci-fi can do is sort of point the way to like where our society sort of should go in a lot of cases. And I just, I remember being like impressed with that, like going like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they all sort of have shitty haircuts, but yeah, you know. Okay, now Bishop, here this Here's is Bishop. The, 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 by the way, the, the one there's one I have one quibble about this movie because it doesn't seem to to make to follow its own rule, and that is that little exchange they just had about Arcturian Poontang. Yeah, they right. talk about how it doesn't matter if it's Arcturian, but they they say elsewhere that they've never encountered any life forms anywhere. I mean, right, the whole establishment of... That you know, so it's like, what, 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 what are Arturians? You know, it's like, this is... It's not like are they're they human colonists? Yeah. Are they, yeah, are they transsexuals are they, of yeah, some kind? Is, or, is, you know, did they take like, most of West Hollywood uh, Thai population and like transport yeah, them to a planet? Yeah, like they're a planet of ladyboys. What, <laughs> what, what the hell goes on in Arcturus? You <laughs> the ladyboy colony. Yeah. So that, that just seems like the one... It seems like they're... It's sort of like generic sci-fi dialogue that, you know, you would sort of throw in there, but it doesn't seem to fit with the, the world that was established already. Yeah, because I always thought that too. I'm like, is it just like this amorphous mass of cells that you can just <laughs> yeah, exactly. stick your dick into? It's just it like a, matter? a like, big moist blob. So it doesn't matter if it's our But like, like, like Chris Rock says, all you need is a crease. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> just, we need a, that's need all a, guys need is a crease of some kind. need a place. Speaking of Eddie's mom. Yeah. Hey there. Oh, hey there. Yeah. Hold up there. Hold Snap. Up. Game over. I was actually making a segue. You guys are a dirty mind. <laughs> Speaking about his mom, yeah, yes. full metal jacket commentary. You can hear him talk about how she like rolled around and knocked a chick out. Yeah, they got it. Started, yeah. started like a yeah. fight or something like that. Street justice. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember that story. Eddie's mom code redded the shit out of someone. <laughs> she didn't. No, hold on. She didn't code red. It was. It was. Did she order the code red? She did not. Did she, did she order the code red? Do it. You can't handle Eddie's mom. Yes. Yes, she did. And she'd do it again. You're goddamn! I almost brought that today. Actually, I almost brought that one. But I, oh, that'd a, be a great one. That's a good one. So we should do that. I love Fugue Men, and that's because you. Well, we'll talk about that later. But that's a that's an excellent movie as well. Uh, invocation of Asimov's Law here. Yeah, it's, a, little, it's, a little bit. It's Osmond. funny how they they quote that as if it's just a given, you know. Yeah. And like, and I've actually heard people like just assume that somehow, like robots that exist in our world, well, they can't kill you because they're programmed not. To, um, no, that's only in science fiction, not in real life. <laughs> Maybe that explains no, the incredibly. The is that those are robots. Robots these are robots. Robots. Yes. Yes. But I think robots. That, I think is, the fact that, that oh yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah jiggle yeah the and, and the most awkward sparring that those two are doing in the background like what the hell they're like yeah. they're literally, like a couple of crabs it's like thirty style boxing and one of them. Slightly yeah. nudges bum, at bum, each bum, other. Bum, 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 <laughs> da, 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 da. Rip the shirt. Down. I love I love.
love how I love how literally they went down to the supply sergeant in Hollywood to buy these uniforms because they're all completely different. Yeah, like there's there it's not uniformed at all. One dude's wearing like an army flight suit, the other one's wearing like Nam era tiger stripes. And Jim Cameron has these weird, really specific trends that just happen repeatedly in his movies. Uh, and not you know not the least of them is the fiery Hispanic pilot. Yes, yes, yes. With the, the, like Michelle Rodriguez and Avatar, obviously. Well, uh, she's not exactly Hispanic in this movie. She's as white as white a girl as there could be. But yeah, she's, she's just tanned. She's just tanned. She's got yeah. she's got a little bit of a uh, chola overtones to her, but not the pilot though. No, not the pilot. I'm saying the, I'm saying the uh, <laughs> right. The, well, know. Michelle Rodriguez and Avatar is kind of a combination of the pilot and Vasquez. Yeah. in a weird way. That sounds so sexy. You're saying there are two women in two Cameron movies. I'm not, I think he, yeah. I'm not quite. A, I'm not seeing the parallel exactly, but uh, it's saying. Cameron just likes to the likes to say. There, Trey. Yeah, yeah. Cameron, Cameron. You know, as we've said it many times, Cameron just puts women more into you know leading heroic roles more often than most filmmakers. More often than say you're Michael Bay, right. For whom you know a girl is supposed to wear cutoff jeans and and spread her legs on a Ferrari. Love That's this lot where they are. Yes, it's it's been. It's been quoted. It's another well, we good had, quotable. We, we just had another reference to uh, perhaps other aliens. Cause right. What was it Bill Paxton saying is going to be something? Yeah, bug hunt. Up, now, like, I can understand a bug, I, yeah, like, bug hunt would make sense. Yeah. Because like, a bug hunt would be like, well, there might be, you know, parasites. Things, yeah. you know, things that live on planets, but not things you would fuck. I mean, I <laughs> what the hell is an Arcturian? <laughs> That's what I wanted. Please know. let me know. Yeah. Uh, I really, really need to know what the hell's going on on Arcturus. Pivoting off kind of what Trey was saying, like I, I, Joss Whedon also said it as well because he's another you know writer director who is has strong sort of female protagonists. He said it's not anything intentional. He's like I'm just more fascinated in the flaws of men and in the strength of women, and yeah. that's that's just sort of that's just the wellspring from which he starts and just sort of works from that point. And I am too. I, I enjoy when I write something. I almost always you know if I find myself going down a a certain sort of what feels like a tired path like and then the guys the hero and does this i go what i just flip all that what if i change it all around and i you know what if it's a it's there's the a guy you know what if the, what if the main character is female and so on which of course a, has famously happened in alien where uh, two yeah. of the characters including Rip, ripley's character were just were men originally and they just cast women in the roles well and also so, but like in this at the the finale of this movie is essentially a intergalactic chick chick fight yeah like it's it's yeah. a it's a Big mother fight. it's 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 two mothers it's a it's it's yeah. Ripley being a surrogate mother to newt and it's the literally queen alien who who understandably is a little pissed that 400 of her eggs just got torched. There's a bit in one of uh, Goldman's books where he's talking about how he was uh, in some kind of brainstorming session with a bunch of writers and a studio executive and the importance of, you know, there not being a stupid idea and being everybody feeling like they can be completely free to just suggest anything, whether it turns out to be a stupid idea or not. And how one of the guys, one of the writers there had suggested, it was a, supposed to be an action movie with four guys. And one of the suggestions somebody came up with was, well, what if we make them all women? And the studio executive was promptly like, that's stupid. And the next day, yeah. that the next day, the, that writer wasn't there anymore. And yet, that's exactly what we're getting with Zack Snyder in a in a year or so with yeah. uh, well, the the new movie he's doing. I forget the name of it. Now, here we go. The introduction of the power loader. Firstly, as a kid. Uh, Possibly my first erection ever was when I saw this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because you see this and you're just sort of like, I know it's just for like a cargo lift loader, but holy shit, that's yeah. cool. Now, the know? great thing about the power loader is, again, it's one of the most brilliant, cheap effects ever done because does everyone know how the power loader works? Not at all. There's it's a guy inside there. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a weightlifter buried inside of that thing. Just lifting and, his legs and, up. And, and when it, you always see those two antenna cables going up. That's Those are cables going up to the ceiling so the thing doesn't fall over. Nice. Um, it's actually being held up 
and and there's a guy inside and and the actor helps what they as they can but it's just a guy walking it around from inside huh. I, i've actually had the pleasure of i've actually handled the power loader the power loader are you at, kidding yeah me? the power loader and the, and the queen alien were a museum exhibit that were toured around and i got to help uh, van ling back when he was still um cameron's assistant to go to the museum of natural history and pack it up so i actually got my hands on this thing and i got to examine it and it's it's just it's a kit bash it's just a bunch of parts i mean this is an old fighter jockey stick that they stole yeah now this is just you know a guy you know those are like the same kind of parts you would see on like a, a car assembly line yeah, they're all bits and pieces and these, the, by the way when they when the clampers go like this it's an insert because yep. they, they couldn't get them to work practically with the thing but anyway it's all plastic it's all made of plastic and uh, you know as light as they could make it and there's just a guy hidden inside the thing and also notice that we had one and that's second wide shot there's an rp with a puppet version in the background that's the puppet that was later that later gets used in the fight scene um, and an RP shot, and then uh, Sigourney in the foreground with with RP. But we've got two like medium shots, and the rest are close ups and inserts. Yeah. Again, it's it's uh, you know it's low budget It's it's Corman with more money. It's, it's yeah. what Cameron's doing. Here. I'm gonna kind of my my one. I, firstly, that's just an M60 right there. That's just an M60 with a jib arm on it. It's a steady cam. Steady cam. It's a steady. It's a literally a steady cam ring. The rear receiver and the butt is uh well actually the butt's taken off. You have a separate handle. It's an M60 upper receiver uh, with some plastic shit on it and a steady cam arm on it. As. Yeah. Now, now, so many people and Starship Troopers did a fairly decent job of it, but uh, no one has done the dropship sequence any better than this ever in movie history. This is the sidebar, Your Honor. No, yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> getting Eddie's getting signals from the third base coach about something. I'm not sure what's going on, but um, I don't know. I would. I would I would rate the Starship Troopers drop sequence. Drop sequence, it's high. good. I mean, well, like, I'm biased, so you know, I, I have to stay out of it. By the way, the um, the the APC, which is um, the APC, is uh, sort of like the TARDIS in that it's 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 it's, <laughs> it's strangely larger inside than it really is outside. But the APC is actually um, they they found that thing at Heathrow Airport. It's one of those things that tows plays around, planes around, and then they just tarted it up with stuff. But uh, it's just this giant, you know, badass tractor that they just said, "Oh, that's cool," and uh, and then they they took that and they and they put stuff on it and armor plating and a big fake gun and all that sort of stuff. And they and they had to get the guy from Heathrow to drive it because <laughs> he was the only one who could like maneuver the thing around without killing people and destroying the set. Now the armor, I believe, is a is a combination of motorcycle and uh, uh, football. Pads or yeah, it was like was. paintball gear. Part of it, yeah, pretty uh, much became paintball gear afterwards. I'm but sure. What I love about it is that the uh, all the uniforms are wonderfully non-uniform. Like the the chief has essentially dress uniform ranks sewn onto a sleeve, which you, you would never wear in any military these days. And then everybody else is no no one has the rank on them. Uh, you know, Hudson, nobody else has it on them. Why would you never wear something with the rank sewed on? Well, there's a. Well, I mean, it's not. A, you do have ranks on, but at least in the modern military, it's on the uh, the collar tips here. That's where you wear your rank, and then, um, or if you do, it's well, a, it's a separate. It's a separate color. It's like it matches the camouflage on on the side of the arm. He's wearing dress uniform, meaning that that's what you would wear in like on the suit. Uh, at least the sergeant does. Uh, so it's. I and I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. I I would like to give Cameron more credit and say that that's a specific choice he made uh, for whatever no, reason. I'm sure they but, just went out to the army surplus store and went uh, one of that. Well, it's is that in his later movies and like an avatar and whatnot his his military stuff is very accurate so i don't know if he got uh a different 
advisor or whatnot. Because in, in little t- subtle touches in Avatar, like when uh, they blow the door open and and the you know the, the the sergeant goes after him, you know the second the air comes in, you hear in the background people go gas, 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 which is a an actual thing in the military that they do whenever somebody calls out for a chemical weapon, and you see everybody don and clear their masks. I mean, donning and clearing the mask is like a plot point in Avatar. So the, a lot of little subtleties that he kind of later gets on again. I'm not sure if that's, if it's a specific choice he's making here with a lot of the production design and costume choices, or if it comes from a place of just not knowing at this point, I, I, I think it, I have to give them a little, I have to give them a pass on that because, because the fact that this chip drops out of the belly which the thing is in orbit. Yeah, it's like it wouldn't. It's, it would have been very clear, like very smooth ride up into this point. Yeah, they just if you, they would have detached and they would have just stayed there because right. they're both in orbit. Um, so I'm, I'm given the benefit of the doubt that they're actually thrusting away from the Sulaco and it, with thrusters that we don't see. I'm, I'm going to give them that uh, that pass. Now this I, this is old school movie making at its finest, where you just take the model, you put it on a stick, you shake it, and you blow smoke past, and you just film that and, and get some good shots out of it. That's that's my favorite kind of movie making. And here they're literally just shaking the camera. Like the, somebody's just under – like whenever we're inside, somebody literally just reaches their hands up underneath and just shakes the yeah. camera for them. Which is still – I mean, J.J. Abrams, if you watch the yeah, making Star of there, J.J. Abrams literally would just like drum his hands on the, on the, on the camera to get that, that shaky cam effect. He would also hold lights up just out of frame for lens flaring. Just to, just to flare it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys know Ryan Weber. He's you know, yes. a, a, an occasional panelist on Down in Front and he's got his own geek thing going on. His Halloween idea this past year was to have a director's lens mounted on a shoulder mount in front of him, uh-huh. an anamorphic lens, so that you can look through it at him and just have a couple of lights off on his shoulders just out of view. And he was going to go with Star Trek. <laughs> he just went as Star so Trek. He went through, as Star Trek. That's you, just, right. you can just look through the director's lens that's hanging off of his shoulders and you see him with be- beautiful <laughs> lens flaring all over him. It's not a bad idea. Cute. He like didn't end up it. doing it. Yeah, some of these some of these uh, shots of the of uh, the dropship coming in. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the green screen rough. RP is, yeah. and, and and I uh, my other my other technical just you know geekery exception is is when it deploys its missile pods at the very end. It's like that would just totally destroy your airfoil. The way yeah. those things yeah. do, the way those <laughs> things deploy. The fact they don't even deploy, you know, at you know symmetrically. It's like you, you, that thing would just start the spinning just in the sky. I, I, I would say that's ground. kind of that's kind of in a weird in a weird way. It's like an, almost like an anime uh, influenced design. It's very yeah, it is yeah. Very anime. And Cameron, I mean, if he ends up making Battle Angel Alita, you, you'll know that Cameron sort of has an anime fetish, especially this military ship design. But yeah, that's you see that in like uh, the original Macross. Like a lot of the droids, just it's just a robot with a shoulder pad that has ninety missiles on it. Like just it, it be damned to actual design. It's all about the aesthetic. This little speech here is again a special edition replacement. Uh, Huts, uh, Huts, check Huts, it out. Huts, you know, it's his little it speech out. about all the shit they have. He kind of reminds me of the shithead Adam Baldwin. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of daylight between Hudson and uh, and well, firstly Animal Mother, and Animal and, Mother and, now, but also uh, Jane. You know, yeah, you Jane get, yeah. It's just that Hudson actually, you know, Hudson gets scared. <laughs> I love that they're so happy Hudson. that they have nukes. Like that's yeah. just we have nukes. We got nukes. Well, Hudson's good for sort you. of a combination of uh, Jane and Wash, if you look at it. Yeah, word way, yeah. Mm. Deep. And 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 Rand. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I, I'm go. sorry. I just that's so ridiculous. I just don't buy the way that worked. I, I you know, if, if they like extended outward, they telescoped outward. Right. I'm fine. But the fact that they flip over Spunkmire. Well, I love yeah. that name. changing the shape of your aircraft when you're traveling at that speed is not a good idea. Maybe not, not a good at all. Circumstances. 
Shit's going to get ripped off. Extend giant things on and, little on little. Pods. And by its very nature, those two wings have to be like one in front of the other. So the wings pop out. They're completely uneven. And that's like yeah. basic avionics. Now, just here too, it. again, little little buried uh, cost-effective filmmaking. You never really see the atmosphere processors or the camp um, much. Here's, a, here's one establishing shot. But most of the time, it's by video. Flip the snow. Yeah. So they uh, they... They don't, you know, they, they they didn't have to do the greatest model in the world for most of this flyby because this is literally you can tell this is someone like walking around the model with a with a video camera, you know, just just getting handheld shots. Which is if you watch the making of Avatar, um, and I, I even have a behind the scenes footage that we uh, when we shot a test for uh, the Abyss about how the NTIs would fly around. You know, we did a bunch of that. We had the little critters on sticks, little you know, little paper tissue paper NTIs and Cameron would get in there with the camera and he kind of swoop it around. I mean, he's always done that. It's very similar in a way to the Titanic footage that he ends up shooting when he goes down and actually does all of his Titanic documentaries. Yeah. He for that's sort of a, a weird fetish of his, I think. He just likes to he just likes to touch it. He has to pee on everything. That was as, as someone said on the abyss. You know, it's like I love that APC. He's, he, he's touched it. He's now we're fine. Yeah, the APC is badass, and uh, it, my it's an interesting aesthetic. Like just the turret on one side, and just it's it's an interesting little design to it. And my well, my favorite thing is the little trick it does when they go inside and they drive it into the building, yeah. and it and it tucks away, <laughs> it tucks its uh, top turret behind its on its butt. It like rolls around, and the, the turret goes behind it. So it's it's built to go through doors. Now this is a hell of a set, you know, for low budget. This is a this is a big ass set with a lot, with a lot of rain. We keep saying low budget. Was this really a low budget? I'm going to check, com- check IMDb it's, here. It's comparatively low budget. It's it's not, you know. It was it was a big budget for Cameron, but it was tight. There's very few exteriors, and I don't even think this is an exterior. I believe this is on set. Uh, and I believe either that or this is at that same gas works where they shot yeah, exactly. full metal jacket, jacket where they shoot everything else. In fact, I, I think I think some of it is. I think the I know I think the atmosphere, you know, the, the climax, the atmosphere processor, those those sets. Didn't we talk about that? That some of yeah. the Full Metal Jacket was shot. This is this Saw is the, the same. This oh, is yeah. this yeah. is that yeah. gas. This is the gas works. Yeah. Oh. The the Acton gas works or whatever it's called. I do love that Steadicam gun. <laughs> yeah. I was when I first started watching this movie. I was just at that point where I was starting to learn about filmmaking and the behind the scenes and first learned what a steadicam was because of this movie i was like right. that is the greatest combination of badass things i've ever seen <laughs> now uh, steadicams are you know you, you look at that thing and you think wow that must be complicated but then you think maybe not but then you think wait yeah it probably is actually when you put one of those steadicams on even if you don't know what you're doing right off the bat you feel cool and get right. some good shots yeah the guys that can do it that are really good at it are the ones that can do it for minutes on end or yeah. not move much like it's really easy to get a good shot when you're walking fast with a steadicam but to just sort of stand there and float it and not move well as long as it's balanced properly which obviously you have to know what you're doing to balance it yourself but if somebody balances it for you then it just kind of floats right in front of you, and you just kind of you just literally cool. glide it uh, around you. To get all the way, the idea is that all the weight is on your body, and it's right. a series of springs that holds it up for you. Which, which, frankly, I can kind of understand because if you, I mean, I had a anytime you road march with just even anything heavier, like an M60, even uh, that's that's there's a reason why the the 60 gunners tend to be bigger guys because after a while that amount of weight that you carry is crazy. Now I've been told uh, by by birds you know whispering in my ear uh, that that is not an M60 that is actually a German MG42. Uh, the upper receiver that where the ammo loads is kind of a similar design, but essentially that's a Steadicam on an, a German MG42 with some other space effects and shit drilled onto it. Space duties, space space duties, and the budget was eighteen five. 
Yeah. Wow. 18, 18. That's small even by that. That's, by that's that small for, for even for 86. 86. Yeah. yeah. I would expect it like 30, 40 million. But now, um, there was a one rifle that I've seen. My job in the Army was an ammunition specialist. So we had to be sort of be familiar with not only the rounds, but also the weapons that fired them. There was a, there was a Korean weapon that the Korean Army used in the 90s called the it's, it's manufactured by Daewoo actually which manufactures all sorts of products but the Daewoo the Daewoo is sort of like the answer to the M16 now they don't use it in this movie but I bring it up if you ever see the Daewoo rifle it, it fires the same caliber as the M16 but it looks like it is completely from space it is adjoined the butt socks adjoined to the pistol grip it's all like a combination of metal and plastic it's like this lime green color it looks like it's one piece it literally looks like something out of Alien it's very similar to like what the finished product of the uh, of their of their standard issue rifle here is uh, but it's crazy cool looking now this is this is kind of a callback to sort of when they're hunting the alien in the first alien movie except now yeah. you have now you're like, well, they, they can handle it now. Surely they'll sure. be fine. Right. You know, now, there's we, no way one alien will stand exactly. Up so that's what we're kind of thinking. It's like, and I remember watching this, going like, well, the alien, like that's yeah. And, and I already been told, yes, aliens have acid for blood. It sucks. Uh, but when I first watched this, I'm like, well, they, this should be okay. I'm like, what? But you know that there's even now you get the sense like there's something going on that even we haven't been told or know about. Yeah. Although the tip off is in the title of the movie. Aliens. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. Yeah. That is that's kind a, of a hint. It's, it's not Alien 2. It's Aliens. It's Aliens. But even so, I mean, the, you know, they, I mean, Ripley was able to kill one, so yeah. 10 Marines should be able to kill exactly. 30. Yeah, they're, they're, they're holding back. Again, you know, we're far, we're how far into the movie and we haven't seen an alien yet. And I love that. And I love that it's been tense and I love that. We're 15 you know, minutes in here and yeah. we haven't seen anything. But it, man, when it ramps up, it it really like it, it doesn't. It's kind of like I mean, literally to use a cliche, a roller coaster of that slow build up, and then yeah. once you drop, you're you're going. Yeah, we're still we're still going up the hill at this point. No, it's like Goliath. At Alien to the third power. Yes, the was, alien was, was was Fincher, right? Fincher, yeah. yeah. And but, then wasn't there like a fourth? The yeah. Alien Resurrection, alien resurrection. written it, by Joss Whedon. It's on this disc that we're watching. Really? Yes. Yeah. yes. Written by Joss Whedon. Originally written by Joss Whedon. He did a lot of rewriting. A lot of rewriting. He did a lot of drafts, but he, I mean, you can find some Joss Whedon-isms in there. It's like, oh, I thought you were dead. And she's like, yeah, I get that a lot. Like, that's a very much Joss Whedonism. The ending, specifically, the last third of the movie was heavily rewritten and completely different from what Joss had written. Going to go with Joss with something dark and great. Right. And they steeped away from that. Exactly. Now, there's a website. If you just Google Forces of Geek, you'll find a wonderful webpage that has a million uh, unproduced sci-fi scripts, including J.J. Abrams' Superman, including uh, Darren Aronofsky's Batman, and including Joss Whedon's uh, original, original draft, as well as the original draft for Alien 3, which included the, a planet made out of wood. Uh, yeah, Alien 3 went Whoa. through quite what? a few drafts. Yeah, though it was the same essential concept that it was a prison colony planet, but it was on a planet, like a moon essentially, but made out of wood. And because of that, they were very limited in how they could fight the alien. Uh, so there was and that script again you can download but I would highly recommend that you can get Kevin Smith's Superman script which is actually to this day the best thing Kevin Smith has ever written uh, and kind of amazing that that never got made um, but well, yeah that's a, that's a famous story that Kevin it's Smith a very famous story that's been oft told uh, but we've, we've told it on this, on this but show. the alien the alien franchises specifically after this one after Cameron basically decided to not do the second one it was a mad dash and scramble to sort of, of 
Oh yeah, after well after he after he refused to make a third one, mm. uh, or a second movie for Cameron to make right, a second right. Alien movie, uh, it was sort of a mad dash to try to recapture lightning in the bottle. And so the idea of the third one is that they wanted to go back to the more intimate you know, sort of feeling of the first movie. And Fincher, you know, is kind of early in his directing career uh, as far as features go, and you know he did what he could and with a script that he you know had what he could with. And there are some good parts of Alien Three, and there's some I would even venture there's some good parts I, of Alien Resurrection. I like the some of the ideas behind Alien three it's, yeah you know it's what's the next logical conclusion because uh, in each sequel you have to try to raise the stakes and so yep. for this one it's clear it's like well the last time we had one this time we'll have a, a dozen right but then how do you raise the stakes for space marines well, well yeah kind of go to the opposite direction and take away all the guns and right everything right and that's and i guess that's why they they said yeah take away all the guns but put a dangerous element in there plus the only woman in a, in a whole planet full of men there's some good ideas going on there yeah, yeah they yeah. just could never really harness it it's just not stitched stitch together no. properly. No, and Alien Resurrection, the idea, I, I don't even know, like, I mean, I get what Whedon was going for in the first half of that movie, but the movie just halfway through just stops giving a fuck. Yeah. So. That was the difficulty from that for me with Resurrection, which I guess maybe someday we'll get to if we're going to commit to the whole series, but um, is is that, well, by the time now, now Ripley, now Ripley, who, you know, died at the end of the third movie, spoiler, um, <laughs> You know, her her story was really done, and now we're looking at like this Superman clone of Ripley, right. which I just I didn't care about. You know, it's like I didn't I didn't have you know feelings for the the Ripley clone that with alien DNA and whatever the hell they had done with it. And also, they basically tried to make a newt character like a replicant, like or a, 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 like a, a, a an android. Yeah, they, they, they tried to make one of the Spock's character. mom into newt. What yeah, yeah, they made what her into newt, but she's an android, so it's like the final. It's like these two. It, it, it really tried to force a lot of these mother issues. Uh, into the into the narrative, and it just sort of, and also a lot of the characters uh, in the background, like uh, Hellboy. Just, I mean, you know, it, it, <laughs> Hellboy he, and Spock's mom. Hellboy and Spock's mom. Just you kind of you kind of hate the supporting cast of Resurrection. Whereas here, even though we haven't heard much from all of them, each of the supporting characters in Aliens has like their own little arc. They have their own little journey. Vasquez, I think, has a really good, interesting arc here. Vasquez and, and Gorman together. Gorman have together a, have, have a, a little, very little good thing arc. And, they have their little thing. I love that last image that we'll get to. Yeah. But you know, and, and even. Riser, like he has his own sort of hero's journey, and Bishop has a, a really, um, I mean, really the most Asimovian sort of arc that we've seen in movies, like period. I think, I mean, even more so than I Robot. Well, what do you mean by Asimovian? Obviously, you're referring to Asimov, but in terms of the Asimovian arc, as I mean, as far as like the 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 place of a the robot, robot the place of a robot in society, and, and sort of like a earning uh, a sense of humanity. Give me give me some more of that good stuff there, Eddie. What do you, give me what, come on, Bishop, <laughs> Bishop's arc, and how it relates to Isaac Asimov. Leave footnotes, please. Well, it's just the idea that I mean. Something false having to earn the respect or something, you know, uh, synthetic, something made up, something created by man has to earn the respect of man and has to, in acting noble and in, in acting human, sort of becomes in a way human. It's, 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 you could go all the way back and say it's a, a Pinocchio theme as well. Uh, but it's, I don't know, for me, it's just like he has to, he has to earn the trust, not just by his words, but through his deeds. And in the end, he makes a very nice, you know, sort of sacrifice for well, a nice, a nice, another nice reversal, you know, and, and credit to Cameron for coming up with it is, of course, you know, the whole, you're watching this whole movie. You're waiting for Bishop to, to turn. turn. Yeah, because that's does. what that's what the the android did in the first movie. That's yep. what uh, that's what uh, um, Ian Holm uh, 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 Ian Holm uh, uh, Ash Ash. That's yeah. what Ash did. You know, you're expecting him to flip out and and do the bad thing, and uh, and he doesn't. And not only does he not do that, and of course he becomes heroic at the end right. and is there. You know, saves the day. Um, 
you know, he has a totally different approach than Ash because, of course, Ash was literally the tool of the company right. in the first movie and was uh, abetting the alien all along. Um, in this movie, I, I always thought, I really thought of, found a great subtext in the way Hendrickson does this and the way the character is written, where Hendrickson like knows, you know, as he says, he says it flat out. He says, he says he doesn't want to die, but he does realize that he should die before the humans. Yeah, that exactly. if anyone's going to exactly. die, it should be me. He, he, and- he, you know, he will be the one to go. Well, if anyone has to die, it really needs to be me because I'm not a human. And it's a quiet moment. We'll definitely get to that later. And, it, and it's just a wallop of, I mean, it hit me pretty hard when I was a kid watching it. Because at that point, I didn't want Bishop to die. But here, this is when we really start to get a sense of the scope of like, oh, shit. When we walk into this lab, we see all these face huggers there. A lot of them still alive. We read the medical reports that they, you know, the patients died and taken them off. Just then, that's when the motion sensor goes off. And we realize we got, we got some yeah. stuff coming towards us. Like, oh, wait a minute. And, There's- of course, it turns out to be, you know. It didn't happen just like now. Now that would have been not that they should have shown it, but that would have been a hell of a scene when this medical unit was overrun by like you know ten people with face right, huggers going right. every which way, and then when everyone started hatching, I mean that's when I mean that, I wonder that, who was that would casual. be a, an amazing like just sequence. Gas prices, huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, Holy crap! No, actually, oh, no. be more like it'd be more like get a little something on your no, face there. No, I like the idea of them being like already having the face huggers on, like. All right, how's it going yeah. there? <laughs> Gas prices, huh? Yeah. Just standing next to the, the water cooler. Right, yeah. she see the game last night? So you, you're going to go to the get to the bridge game? Oh, I'm busy. We can't go. And I kind of like this. I like how even the Marines are sort of spooked at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, these right. guys, you're normally yeah. just like, oh, it's just a bug they, gun. Now they they're kind of like... They are not the, really saying the Marines equipped. are people, too? The Marines are people, too. Hey, I got, I got, well, three, family, I got three family members who are Marines. And, and, uh, Oorah. Yes. Yes, Oorah Devil Dogs. Um... Hua. Hua is Army. Hoorah is yeah. Marines. Hoo-yah Marine. is Navy because, well, they try hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're trying to, they they to keep up. <laughs> when the Marines got to go somewhere, the but, Navy gives them right. right. So, so Army is Hua. Hua. Marines is Ura or Hoorah, but it's, Ura. They, it comes out more as an Ura. Uh, or Ura, like it comes out as like a very guttural. Because <laughs> Marines um, are weird. But no, I mean, I remember driving with my cousin Sarah, who's a Marine, and we passed a, uh, a Navy base in San Diego, and she like looks at it, she goes... <laughs> Hooyah, Navy. Like, it's just kind of very dismissive and very, like, Hoo-yah, you know. I guess. All right, now now we get our introduction. What now should be our introduction to Newt? The real Newt. The feral Newt. Yes. The feral high-speed the, the Gollum step Newt, if you Newt. will. Yeah. <laughs> Trixie aliens. How many Gollum references can we wedge into a down in front of us? Never too many. I was about to try to make a reference to the kid from Jurassic Park 3, but... There's I can't a, remember any Park Three. I can't remember <laughs> yeah. any distinguishing features about that kid other than the fact that he survived. Right. Yeah. It very. And yeah. A little bit of a. A little bit of a. It's homage. funny. I was called an homage to I aliens. I was thinking sure, about sure. Uh, Jurassic Park in the beginning of this commentary. We're talking about Ripley and for what her what her reasons were for wanting to go back or her decision to go back and whether that had anything to do with whether she wanted to or not. And the closest analog I can think to her experience as a character is uh, in the novelization version, the book version of Ian Malcolm. Okay. In the Lost yeah. World. Yeah. Where he's, it's, it's the same situation, but they have different responses as characters where I've been to this place, all my friends got killed, I, I almost died, it sucked entirely, I never want to go back, and now I have to deal with the decision to go back right. and, how, and how they deal with it. I guess it's funny because his... The, the primary impetus for his character was these guys are going to get their fucking asses handed to them by dinosaurs. Right. I need to go and be the guy that knows what's going on. And Ripley's was more, yeah, if I don't do this, I'm going to be fucked up for my whole life. I don't like Paul Reiser very much, but all right, it's, sure. It's, I think it's also both. I mean, she's, you know, and 
it's more self-serving on her part. Right. Well, it's not even self-serving. I think it's just the maternal instinct. And in a way, she's not just a, a sort of like a surrogate mother to Nooch. In a way, she's a surrogate mother to everybody there. Well, I mean, like she's a decision only, to go. No, I, I know. But I guess I guess that's what I'm saying is that she doesn't. she's the only one who has any experience with it. And I think it's not even just the fact that she needs to settle her own demons because she certainly does. But she also doesn't want to see well, that what would be, That would be the Malcolm thing then. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't want to see what happened to happen again. And what else is – I mean – Really, what else is she going to do to fulfill whatever sense of purpose she has? She right. really has. In terms of character spines, Origami, hers, has, yeah. hers has been completely Scrapping broken. Games. Work at the yeah. dock. She's a harbor chick. <laughs> it's like, well, I was going to sit in my apartment and let my cigarette yeah. burn down yeah. my fingers all day. That was, that was my cigarette. week, essentially, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's she looks at her calendar. Let's see: cigarette burn, cigarette burn, cigarette burn, burn, cigarette burn. No, lunch. Cigarette burn, lunch, lunch. Random sex with a stranger. I know, right? You know, I can move some of this around. Yeah, I can <laughs> move some things around. Go to the I planet. Could, I could do this and go to planet and fight aliens here. It's a little like hot chocolate. Really, it's industrial grease. But <laughs> yeah, but, but it's warm. It's warm. warm. At this point, you know the difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does. Good work with it's a little that. like hot chocolate. We found it inside your parents' veins, but you yeah. know, it's it's. I found it in one of the labs. It's uh, good work with uh, Carrie Hen is the the actress here, the little girl. Um, we see her in Alien Three, don't we? Like that's the same no, actress. You, no, so, you, like, you know, you do, you see you see you see the dummy that was made of her for this movie. Okay, because it was a little 3. weird that she was naked. I felt a little weird watching yeah. that scene. No, uh, by by the time they made Alien Three, she was uh, no longer didn't look like this anymore. I was say, um, yeah. No, I, f- jumping ahead though, but uh, there is the you know the crazy way that Alien 3 starts where you know the people we were rooting for at the end of this movie who survived they go oh no they died um, and they all die yeah. including Newt um, die um, and they have you know, but it does give them a rather you know pathos uh, driven scene of, of having to autopsy Newt to make sure that she didn't die with an alien inside right. of her um, and uh, and the way they did it was they literally went to the old storage room um, and they cracked it open and they found the molds of Carrie Han that they huh. were done at the time because half went the end when she's running around carrying the girl half the time that's a dummy because right. the little girls are heavy and uh, Sigourney Weaver is running up and downstairs so half the time when you see Carrie Han like all clamped onto her like a monkey and not moving it's because it's actually a dummy of her so they, they use those molds to build you know, a replica of her as she looked then because she was much older by then and they couldn't have used her. My, my theory on, on Newt's <laughs> character here is that she, when she's not talking, she's an amazing actress because she does a lot of good stuff. But the, the more she talks, it's kind of diminishing, diminishing yeah, returns because some of her line deliveries, I, I feel, are just yeah. a little on the awkward her, side. Her can I They're go, all dead, her, okay? Her, her, like, yeah, her can I go now is, is a good line, but it doesn't quite the come off. Doesn't, it doesn't yeah. seem like it would be right for her to say. It's, it doesn't quite ring true, you're right. Um, but yeah, when she's just, you know, being there, and every so often she, you know, sometimes she'll nail it, like you know, her little affirmative and with the helmet and stuff. That that works. But yeah, when she's just like looking, but like right there, looking, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. Don't say anything. You you got the job. You did it. You just nailed it. <laughs> that there. is so a little kid too. Yeah. Like I, I'm babysitting my niece a lot lately, and that, that there's not a lot of daylight yeah. between. I say just, no to candy and and this. Yeah, when yeah. they just don't want to. When they just don't want to talk. Well, cause, yeah, just because there's no level of difference in their psychology for yeah. candy versus yeah, family being life scarring yeah. trauma. <laughs> It's actually pretty pretty close when you're that age. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. not that much difference. Anakin I, Skywalker chose to walk away from his mom. He became the most evil guy on the planet. Yeah, because Phantom Menace is a fantastic character study. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just Child psychologist world over show uh, show. show what Menace. I'm saying is that you you see actual. Ooh, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Ah, yeah, baby. 
So you get some leftover parts from lunch and I actually like chicken when, livers. And, in eighth grade, when we had to dissect a frog, I kind of like try to see if I can make it look like the face. Yeah. So this is where this is where they're dork. <laughs> a little, little bit. But. This is where they're laying the little red herring that we talked about, where you know Bishop's falling in love with the alien. And Toby he's McGuire's getting, here apparently. He's getting uh, totally into the alien, and he's you know, he's going to become the alien's friend and all that. And they're kind of you know saying laying that little groundwork for you know assuming you've seen Alien that the the android is going to get all. All warm and cozy with the aliens. Stop grinning and drop Stop your linen. Stop your grinning and drop your linen. That, that is, that is an old, that's an old army saying, actually. I heard that in boot camp. But you didn't actually do it, did you? No, did you? not so much, no. Okay, good. No. I, uh... <laughs> the, there's we all many, just kind of looked at Eddie. Just yes, like, yeah. They didn't there's actually many, uh, make you drop your linen, did they? There's many colorful phrases, no, but it's kind of like... Navy. It's kind of like, I don't... <laughs> oh, snap! But it's one of those things where, you know, my drill sergeants were in their 30s when I went through, so it's kind of like, we don't know if it's a chicken or egg situation of, did they get these lines from the movies that we've seen as well, or is it just one of those things that the, was passed yeah, down, exactly. sort of? And, and it's, it's hard to say, I really, to this day, do the army always say that, or do they get it from aliens? So here's where, I believe this is where the, the, the APC is going to do its little little tuck, which, which right. I was that oh, that's kind of cool, I like that. <laughs> yeah, let's put the little girl in the front cab of it. <laughs> like yeah, where we're going to do a battering ram. Put her front. Are they still up in the ship at this point? She that makes good padding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if she dies, what have we really lost? Not a that's lot. Right. Not yeah. a lot. If we lose a soldier, that's a soldier. We don't even uh, have a, a dirty, fuzzy, somebody annoying has, girl. Somebody has to die. We don't have a pod for her to go back in. Love so. that. It's just it's, it's such a random function. <laughs> yeah. Just it's kind of like uh, I and Batman Returns, like the uh, the Batmobile gets stuck in like an area. So like literally a cylinder in the undercarriage, like post it so it can rotate yeah, one eighty and drop yeah, down yeah. and come yeah. back. It's like really, did you install that for that specific Funny, scenario? When I when I drive my car, I just don't park it in place. Right, like I don't that. drive like an asshole. Like that's <laughs> that's how I do it. Now this this is definitely the acting gas works they're walking through here. Like it's like a yeah. big steam plant they're in. Looks a lot like the Anheuser Busch fa- uh, facility or the, on or the engineering deck. Uh, of the that's Enterprise. the Enterprise. Uh, that's the Enterprise. I know. You, you don't understand. For those at home, I live literally walking distance from that facility. So and I, and had I known that they were going to be um, is is the, there, is that a brewery? Yes, that is the Anheuser Busch. Because for, that's the first thing I said when I saw that movie. Is like, why does engineering look yes. like a brewery? Because it is. Like it totally is. They just set up desks and like literally there's beer and all those canisters. Scotty, we need more hops. I told I, my I told my 21 year old brother in law when we saw it in the theater. Like I told him that, and he thought that was like the coolest shit ever. I, a friend of ours was a PA on, on Star Trek, so he had he told me, yeah, we're shooting over at the Anheuser factory, and this was you know when, while they were shooting there a year or so ago, whatever it was, and even then I was like, I don't know how that's gonna look good, right? <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind it so much. Seems off. I just I, don't buy I mean, it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I don't Absolutely know. It, it doesn't bug me as much. Uh, I mean, Starfleet oh, being yeah. the Cal State Northridge library. I believe this is, by the way, oh. if, you're, if you're in sync with us here, this this shot here, which is a forced perspective shot. Um, yep. Yeah, of the yep. ceiling blending into the set. But I think that's one of the shots where the original um, Hicks was uh, James Remar. Interesting. And uh, after like two, three days of shooting, uh, they replaced him with uh, <laughs> Cameron. I think picked up the phone and said, "Michael, uh, how fast? You. How fast can you get on a plane to London?" 
Um, Remar would have brought something very different. To yeah, Remar was you know he's much you know Remar is like the bad guy in Forty Eight Hours, Warriors, and then Warriors. Uh, yeah, he's in Warriors. He's in Warriors. Main, he's one of the good guys, really. He's well, sort the, of. He's kind of like, like the, of the, the Warriors. He's kind of the, the the dickish one, um, yeah. and uh, hasn't been around much lately. Although he was Sex in, and City, something recently. Yes, yeah, he, he had a guest recurring spot on Sex and the City for I, a while. I always associate him with being uh, the bad guy uh, in uh, Forty Eight Hours because that was right. such a great uh, debut. But um, but he was the original um, Hicks in this uh, in this movie for whatever reason and it just didn't work out one of those things I can that, see that though like I, I kind of like what Michael Bean brings to it and again it's I, but, hard to imagine anyone with Michael Bean but, but anyway uh, the reason I brought it up is because I remember reading that I think that forced perspective shot was such an early shot that uh, it's actually James Remar and is, oh, is, is, is in that shot it's like uh, it's like the few shots of Eric Stoltz that are still right, back, still back the to the future yeah. are there, are there shots, shots of Eric Stoltz and back to yeah, the yeah, yeah, from him, behind yeah. him, him diving into the diving into the car um, when the Libyans yeah. are shooting, shooting Brown, that's, that's, that's Eric Stoltz yeah wow yeah. Oh. If you if you watch the special edition on the DVD, you can see that too. Does he have the Rocky that. makeup on? Now that this is this is this is cool. This is really cool because this is where we're also seeing like sort of the HR Giger um, set design of you know the, the biomechanical uh, set taking over. But I remember just this is a good example of just dots scaring the hell out of you. And yeah. when you see the the lieutenant sort of freaking out and sort of you know kind of not really being too confident about all this, that's when you start the, the tension really starts to build. It's been a slow simmering build for the last hour. But you know, it's about to pay off very, very soon. Yeah, you're. Let's see, we're what an hour and they're, and they're, and they're establishing. They're they're also establishing the very important thing about okay, it's not we can't just get away because if they get into the power lines, this is a literally a thermonuclear reactor they're sitting on top of. So the stakes are even. It's not even just dealing with the aliens; it's dealing with this giant explosion that they have to be careful of. Now they're like, you can't even shoot. You can't even shoot inside this thing. That's a way to sort of ratchet up the tension in a really cool way. It's like, yeah, yeah they're Marines. What, why should they be afraid? Well, if they shoot, they're, they have to use fire. They have to use like sort of these primal weapons. That it's a kind of a cool little bait and switch. Actually, it's it, 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 you know on a script level. Although I have a hard, I've known some stupid ass officers in my time, but I have a hard time believing any officer would be this stupid to make the sergeant collect. His troops' his ammunition. Yeah, that's. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe that. I would just like say, okay, uh, clear your clear, yeah. clear your chambers. You know, like you know, take your clips out, clear your chambers. Safety's on. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the point of the safety, right? Um, and yeah, you, the last thing you want to do is all is give all of your munition to one person. I, you know, for close encounters. Man, oh man. Now they kind of establish that 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 sort of pulse rifle doesn't really work on ammunition because she doesn't hand over a clip; she hands over like what looks like essentially a, a battery, some kind of spark plug. Yeah, and you thing. never see yeah. you never see any shells discharge from this thing. Whereas uh, you know from the the pulse well, you, rifles, at least you'll at least see you know you do actually, and it's kind of a continuity error. I think I think it's from the Steadicam gun. I think we'll, we'll have to check, we'll have to, we'll check it out. I mean, the idea being that you know the the shells fly out if there's you know obviously a cartridge that has to be fired. Right, right. Oh, uh, so good. And just a great reveal of hitting the shoes first. Yep. And then slowly coming up. And I just like how everything's wet. And again, we missed kind of my favorite line in here. It's like, it's hot in here. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. Like, such a dick thing to say. <laughs> Bill Paxton is really lucky he was friends with James Cameron. Seriously. <laughs> it's just very, very lucky. Yeah, the fact that he Paxton appears... Paxton is James Cameron's is James Hughes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. very much like that. It's And it's he appears on the documentaries even, like, uh, you know, in the uh, Ghost of the Abyss he, he appears in. 
Um, just as, as like his buddy, you know, just, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not. I might have, and I apologize if so, but if you go to ride the twister ride at universal, which is one of those rides like backdraft where it's not a ride, <laughs> you just stand on a platform and watch, right. the, watch the show. Yeah. Uh, and twister has like a, you know, like a vortex thing going on with the fog machine, but the opening of the ride has the monitors hanging out in front of you in line, like, and you know, do this for safety and that for safety. And on the twister ride, it's just Bill Paxton leaning up against a fence in Kansas. And it's funny because my hand of God, it starts with this. Fade up on Bill Paxton, hair blowing in breeze, arms spread out and kind of holding himself up on the post. Push in. He's looking at you. Hi, I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's just like, hi, it's Paxton. Paxton's here, everybody. What do you think hey, that friendship is like? Because Bill Paxton seems like such a fuck up compared to James I th- I Cameron's think they just, like master of the universe. I think they just like each other a great deal. Like, just probably enjoy each other. Oh, fuck. Oh. That scared the piss out of me when I saw that. And yeah, the, the breathing, you know. When somebody asks you to kill them, do it. That's I think that just should be a golden rule. If somebody says please kill me and they're covered in, in space blob, by all means kill them. That and even in the mist they don't do that. It's like right. kill me, kill me, a million spiders about to pop out of my eyeballs. Hey, they kill her in full metal jacket. Yes, well she had been killing them. I'm talking about like a friend. If a friend of yours is saying um, kill me, or by some all means kill them. stranger that you humanity yeah. Dictates you have to help. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, Hello my, my ragtime gal. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I like. Don't they kind of made with fire. Well, I like the puppeteering work, and Trey and Trey obviously can say more about that. But like, I like the puppeteering work. That with, was very arm and a puppet, though. It was very. Yeah. It was very. Yeah, it was very Gonzo. It was very like. Rah! It was very like animal. Gonzo? Like animal, really, just sort of yeah, like. Okay, you know. sure. But uh, but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> the animal, the, the the alien was more spazzy because when he. Oh my god. Yeah, Cameron definitely understood like the importance of okay, shit is still, and now everything is moving, and like how it just really blends into the background. And we're starting. Our, I mean, those are really our first shots of adult aliens, and yep. we're starting that. Uh, so our starting shot in this movie of them is the end. One of the ending shots of the aliens in right. the first movie, right? And not only that, but the good thing about this is that we also get to see a little bit more how the aliens sort of fight and kill you. Before it was always just sort of hinted at and alluded at, and that worked very well for for. Uh, what Ridley Scott was doing in Alien, but in this one, you know, the, the promise is aliens. brute force. Yeah. Yeah. We see more of the tale. We see more of like the, you know, it's not just an alien like pops up and looks at you and throws his arms out at you and then it jumps cut, jump cuts to the fact Which that if you look at dead. that shot in Alien just by itself is not a very... Not very good looking at all, a, no. It's not a good looking shot. No, it's me. very clearly just a dude with a hat and some gloves. Yeah, you know? with some gloved kind of a thing going on, or webbed kind of right. gloves going on. Now... Am I imagining things, or ha- have they changed oh, the? God, so good. Uh, have they changed the, the like the pattern on their skulls there? Because I remember it being like smooth in Alien, right? Well, they. I mean, and it's something they kind of get to later on, especially in Alien Three. They explore more, but like the the Alien when it incubates as a as an uh, it sort of like gains it kind of merges with the DNA of whatever its host is. So that's why all the aliens they don't look uniform. They all look a little bit different. When right. the alien pops out of the dog in three, uh, it's, kind of a it, dog. it's more it's more canine. Yeah. When it and and then if you you know when you get into the alien versus predator comic books, it's like when okay then it looks more like whatever the host is or whatever the species of the host is. Even down to like that sounds like a very people. forgiving plot device. Oh, I came out of a dog, and we need a it dog definitely, one. So it, it, it yeah. Thankfully, these things just happen like dogs. It definitely, it definitely was sort of like a very not because easy, it's easy to dress up a dog and it is to make a puppy. <laughs> the subtitle there just says yeah. <laughs> so uh, it definitely is sort of an easy thing to back into. And this is cool. I, I lo- again, this is kind of what I'm talking about when Cameron like the the leadership has sort of no idea what they're doing. 
I want you to lay down a suppressing fire with. I mean, this is just that, that's like that's like out of a military manual of how to like make a you know yeah. how to like leave a, a, an area. Suppressing our fallback by squads. That's like third week of boot camp shit. That's like that's not that that's not it's not the he, most brilliant shit. He's it's not it's like he's Patton sort of commanding his army back. Right. So. God damn it, aliens! You magnificent bastard! I read your book. If you had written one, yeah, your book. I don't know uh, how without opposable thumbs, but. Yeah, but this guy is one step away from pulling out the manual and flipping it, flipping through it. <laughs> he's very similar. There's an episode. Of, there's an episode of Band of Brothers where it's like that, where a guy kind of like cracks under pressure, and he's like, "I want to order a flanking maneuver," and they're just getting murdered by Germans. Yeah. So. We're getting sucked into this, guys. Yes. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. really, really good. We need to stop doing that. And again, it's <laughs> it's beautiful, cheapo filmmaking because most half of it's just kind of you don't even know shaky. You're looking yeah. at it on video, shaky. Uh, yeah, exactly. But like, what's we got the footprints of the snow of all the aliens sort of emerging. We got the aliens seizing one of them. But again, We've, another example of real technology outpacing because. We have tiny, tiny camcorders that have much, much better resolution than the things yeah. that got yep. the headsets right <laughs> We'd now. be watching the aliens eat them in, in high def now. Exactly. But are you telling me that we're not watching that in 1080p? You know, I think I think people once once sci-fi movies and TV shows started utilizing the idea of the touchpad. uh, I think that's when it like starts to hold up a little bit. Like there's some things like you know that you can see you know oh they were using a touchpad. It's like okay, well we're kind of using that now. Well, what's funny is that there's a paradigm shift in what sci-fi writers were imagining the future to look like around the time computers became a thing. Right. Because prior to that, the year 2000, as of 1910, 1920, <laughs> was a big machine carrying pieces of paper around all yep. over the city. <laughs> exactly. Pneumatic tubes going back and forth everywhere. And yeah. And people going pneumatic tubes. Sometime between the, the 40s and the, the 70s, it became, oh, yeah, that's a way better idea. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the 50s where the idea of the future was the one giant computer that would do everything as opposed to the millions and millions and millions of small computers, computers networked to one another. And and Cameron kind of takes a you know f that approach and just says you solve the problem by driving an APC through a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't get into too much about you know computers. You know, it's, no. It's, it's, yeah, they the keep computer doesn't intimate. computer doesn't talk to you. You know, mother mother even barely talks to you. Said anything? Yeah. Mother, mother doesn't have a very good interface at all. But they just kind of stay away from computers. Well, she was this a bitch. Well, yeah, most she was. Pe- most people tend to turn their Apple Talk off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for a reason. You are doomed. My uh, my I am is is Astro Ninja and then some numbers after it. But I logged into a computer at work and on onto my I am and I didn't realize the Apple Talk was on. So literally, I hit the button and it says logging into A S T R O and I N J A. Like it's just <laughs> oh, God. it's just like that's annoying. Now here, oh that's so cool. Now here you're kind of seeing they're reestablishing the acid blood, and now they've got a little bit more of a budget to pay it off. Yeah. And uh, but you're also seeing like how even just in that quick shot, the aliens are moving much quicker than in the in the. Ridley Scott version. It's like it's like the Zack Snyder aliens. In a way, yeah. It's not the now they, we just saw we just saw um, the 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 rapist from uh, Shawshank. <laughs> um, and uh, is, is wow. a good, eat, eat this is a beauty. It's a good. It's re- re-establishing. Yeah. The, the eat this, blam. 
Although, you know, there's a price to pay when you blow an alien's head off that close. You get, you get sprayed. You're telling me. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> wee. But um, the, the, the fire actually, you can tell the miniature because the fire changes scale here. Here's the full scale pulling out of the thing, and then uh, and then you end up in there's full scale, and then you end up with that little toy fire on top it's of It's kind of like the end of Orgasm on top of the toy truck there, yeah. You know, they, they hide it pretty well, but uh, fire just does not scale. Fire fire is not something that scales. Fire and water, right? Fire, yeah. the untamed yeah. element. Yeah. So, um, but I was saying that uh, speaking of fire, is, is you know, we we're just watching him and we're going to see Sigourney Weaver do it too. Um, and Oips Gorman, uh oh. Firing, firing <laughs> honest to gosh, fire, uh, you know, flamethrowers. I mean, those, those flamethrowers aren't in effect. They're flamethrowers, is what those actors are using. And uh, it's always fun when your actor is, you know, using a flamethrower on set. Uh, it's a tense day, it's exciting. Oh, that's God. bad for the tires, man. That's so bad. That was the, the first tires. thing I thought of. Is like, won't that sort of kill the undercarriage of your car? I have a Mazda, and that would not hold it's, up. To that. It's like it's like it's like parking it at the beach for like a month, man. <laughs> driving <laughs> all that alien. salt, all that salt water air. Yeah. So, but once the fire is out, the miniature holds up pretty darn well. Now, the, you know, the Humvee became available for commercial sale after all Schwarzenegger bought one. Transaxle. Why couldn't Transaxle? Yeah, Transaxle. Well, why couldn't this have become like somewhere? Yeah, available exactly. For why can't we have APCs? That's what I want. I want an APC. I did get to drive a Bradley once, which of course is the real world APC that the Army, I think, still uses. Um, uh, they're they're phasing away from the yeah the, they're they're the, they're moving into whatever they're doing now. But uh, the Bradley's are pretty, the ripsaw baby pretty bad. Oh, the ripsaw. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like I, I worked on a show. It's, it's on the air now. <laughs> no, but, I know. It's, you know it's, yeah, yeah those yeah. Yahoos. Like yeah, the Army's going to start deploying those things. But uh, the um, the uh, the uh, Bradley is you know this is not too different from a Bradley. It's just roomier than a Bradley. This you know Bradley isn't as big. Well, I mean, they, they, the Bradley's what they moved away from. The, the Abrams, the M1 Abrams, is what they have been using throughout the Gulf War, and and now what are the, what well, the Abrams, but the Abrams is a tank. The Bradley is a personnel carrier. No, yeah, yeah. The, the Bradley is like an arm. Brad, Bradley carries arm, a squad, arm. right? It does it, you know. But it's still it's it's that that fine line between sort of tank because it has a turret and it's got yeah it can it can it's got a, it's got a, definitely got a gun yeah but it's, it's, got, it's, main, it's, main, it's main function is, is squad transport and just you know the gun is to <laughs> shoot at things while they so they can run right. away. I was working uh, when I worked at Hughes Aircraft or Hughes Electro Optical. I, I was working with a guy who was doing refits on on Bradleys, and there's two kinds of Bradleys. There was the first version of the Bradley, and then there was the redesign of the Bradley. and And he had he was working on their missile launching systems, and so he had two Bradleys. He had one of each, and uh, and he pointed out the the you know the interesting differences the, the between the two Bradleys about well once they deployed the Bradley and were using it uh, in in uh, practical uses they realized a few things and they redesigned it because the original bradley had gun ports out the side and brass catchers inside and all kinds of rigs and and smoke dealing things to deal with smoke the idea being that the squad you know jumps inside the bradley and starts shooting at things um, from inside and then they realized you know unfortunately that happened at the same time that light uh you know hand carryable anti-tank weapons became prevalent and so they realized that if there's a guy close enough that you can shoot him with your rifle he's close enough to destroy your entire apc with his hand-carried tow missile so 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 it's like if you if rather than like putting on this hardware in a, in a bradley to make it possible to shoot at humans you should just drive away because those humans could just launch a missile at you right. before you shoot them so it saved a lot of room once you didn't have to worry about all that brass catching equipment inside now, right here, I agree with Paul Reiser. Yeah. I, I, well, he it, basically says, guys, I know that you're kind of pissed right now, but we're not just going to arbitrarily exterminate a whole alien species. Yeah. He's, he's, that kind of shit happens in movies. It never works really well. 
but obviously but, his incentives but, are. But we vote for people who say that sort of thing in real life. You know, it's like we like save the owl. The 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 other rug that the the movie's preparing to pull and it's starting to pull now is um is of course Burke totally was on her side as far as like you know stopping Gorman right you know like well, hey Burke's you know stepping up you know Burke's Burke's uh, Burke's his own man he's you know, he's he's not a he's not a company geek he 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 does what's right and here is like well he's making a good point he's you know maybe not being totally realistic about the situation but again the fact that it's going to turn out later that you know the android is the good guy and this and this guy who seemed pretty sympathetic is actually our bad guy is a nice I think a really nice reversal that uh, I remember way back when I didn't see coming beautiful alien landscape and all real I was going to say can we tell how far that extends back there it, it's it's worked I, in perspe- I, it just worked in perspective it's uh, I don't think there's any RP in that set I, yeah. think it's, I think it's I think it's I think that's the entire set there's no more of it but, such uh, a great reveal right there with the just the one, the one pr- argument I always had about this is like, dude, you're being awfully naive right here. Yeah, uh, goo. <laughs> yeah, just hey, there happens to be some goo inside the ship. Shouldn't we? You know, oh, let's like, close the door. Like, yeah, she's yeah. you know she's your commanding officer and she's being all bitchy with you. But maybe you should just go. I'm sorry, but I think there's we a really here, should yeah. think about this. Just like, I'm going to go ahead and take a little initiative here. Yeah. I oh, here. Coming up here is the rear projection shot that does not hold up well in the theater. Yeah, uh, it's when the thing crashes. Yeah, it's which is unfortunate because it it, it, it staged really beautifully, but it just it doesn't quite match. What I always wanted to know is that you see the door open up. Uh, yeah, like, did he like push how, how the a alien button? do that? Like, yeah, <laughs> they figured out how to open doors. They know how to open doors. Oh, no. Well, they learn how to cut the power later. So what? The improbable flying machine is crashing. Yeah, <laughs> are you kidding me? Now that alien was on a suicide mission. Obviously, that alien did not think his plan through completely. The alien, uh, all he had to do there was just apply laws of physics, and therefore it crashed down. <laughs> yeah. So he took one for the team. That was a kamikaze alien. An there. alien suicide bomber. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was that was the alien equivalent of Flight 19 there. Ninety-two. Oh, how quickly, was that the how Christmas quickly we forget. No, you know. Remember September 11th? There was that one. That the Pennsylvania one. That one. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. They made a movie about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who keeps track of all that stuff now? Planes, man. Just keep crashing. Yep. So, do you think <laughs> right now? That's that's right, right now, somewhere Hudson just, 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 just loses it. Oh God! Hudson just loses it completely. Now. I was kind of disappointed in Titanic that he had never once lost it. He, you know, <laughs> his, his, he was always just sort like of like when they crack open the safe and there's no diamond. Oh no, fuck! It's game over, man. Well, it's just fucking great. And that man. was like in harmony. That was, yeah, that was, was like nice. Maybe he did that. And then when game maybe over, when man, man, man. maybe when uh, you know then when old Rose comes up, they go, "We put her in charge." <laughs> Just to, just to, maybe there's an outtake of him doing that. She's talking about how cold it was in the water. Yeah, but it's a dry cold. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah, but it was a dry so wet. Fire it was a dry wet. <laughs> yeah. It's a dry wet. They mostly come at night, mostly. Mostly. That, there's an episode of South Park where there's like a character who kept saying most like they're watching aliens and uh, and they play that line and then Carmen just says mostly for like the rest of the episode. Mostly. Okay, back back to special edition. Where and I like okay, they still have their guns, but it's just it's bare bones. They've got. Yeah. I love that. I love this. Is what I love about it. they have like they have to improvise with just the the bare sort of necessities in order to fend off. A, Which is why horror. why the whole the whole auto rifle thing, while while you know good you know eye candy and and you know interesting, 
undercuts all that, and again, yeah. it was a good a good thing to cut out of the movie because again, it adds nothing, yeah. and uh, it's just a. <laughs> in the end, in the end, it's just a scene of like, you know, Michael Bean looking at screens, going three hundred, four hundred, two hundred, and and not quite as exciting as maybe it seemed on paper. Oh so. yeah, but it does sell you on the on the idea of how many aliens there are. But you don't need to know that. You know, it's like there, there are clearly enough aliens. <laughs> so. it, it, it works better that you don't know. And also, because like when they set up the auto guns later and it's like the bullets are draining down, draining down, one gun's already empty, draining down. Like if it's like, oh, there's only three left, you know, it, it would have, I don't know, it would have uh, been a, bad. From a storytelling perspective, you write a whole scene in which you have devices to kill aliens with and at the end you haven't killed the aliens with it it's really not a scene you need no you know it's like it's like you need a scene that's, has, that. that's well me and Jim Cameron <laughs> <laughs> think that it was an unnecessary scene and uh, you know put it in later for the fanboys because it's fun hardware and stuff uh, affirmative yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. at this point she's just sort of like huh. yeah yeah, well, Newt's in her element now. Like, okay, so like, enough of the flying and the driving around. Now it's just fighting aliens. I've been doing that for two months. I She's like, it. I had a yo-yo to fight the aliens with. Yeah, like, that's you. right. I fought him with a water bottle and an old donut. <laughs> right. Flash water. My hamster made it three weeks. I mean, come on. And this is why, again, are there, where, why are there always ducks? Yeah. <laughs> well, again, this is whoever where wrote this episode should die. <laughs> where Ripley's sort of like innate leadership kind of comes out. Yeah, like she's just she's like, all right, I got to step up. The, the reluctant hero is, this, is something you often see, but like the uh, you know the, the hero is, born out of necessity yeah, for survival. Like, well, this is why I came, I guess. So, all right. Well, she's doing what we all do when we're basically having to do what a stupid boss tells us to. Go, no, you're an idiot. Just do it this way, and it'll be fine. Yeah, see, we're still we're still we're still painting Bishop as our turncoat. Right. Any any second he's going to go batshit. You just know it. One out of a hundred times he goes into these weird murder spasms. <laughs> what is love? What is love? He just starts stabbing everybody in the face. There's a, there's a big sign out front that says 340 days since our last robot <laughs> <It's> meltdown. <laughs> robot, robot meltdown. Yeah. Wait, wait, like wait, Wally. Wait. Oh shit! Ink. Zero days. Ink. They've actually. I love that it's an RC control, car controller is like their 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 user interface joystick. Why'd you drive the APC with that? Sir- well, actually, Bishop is later going to fly the second yeah. dropship with uh, with, not with much virtual more reality. Than, yeah. There was a really bad period of movies from like ninety one to ninety five where virtual reality was like the tech, the technology of choice. I remember even in like a movie like uh, uh, that. Michael Douglas sexual harassment movie. Oh, uh, a disclosure. Disclosure. Oh, that, that disclosure. He goes in like the, he's getting that's the files ridiculous. that he needs. He has no, to, that's not a movie thing. That's in the book. That's part of the Crichton book. Right, right but it's in the book. It's, it's, in just, the book. it's just when you realize it, you see it in the movie. When you see when a you movie, see it, it looks realize. so damn ridiculous. It's one yeah. of those things. It's like, wasn't it's like, it like a file access server thing? Where yeah, just like, I just yeah. It was a demo. I'm gonna file. I'm gonna walk through the room. Well, it's what happens so often. Is like in VR where they here's we have this VR file access that is so much more difficult to use than a mouse to access your files with. It's the most ridiculously bad idea. Not only that, but like you you expect like he's walking on like this treadmill thing. You look at it and it's like car beads. It's like it's like car seat beads that he's walking on to simulate motion. It's just so that you can so act crazy. like you're walking through a file cabinet. Didn't, didn't we invent computers so we don't have to walk around <laughs> file cabinets anymore? I will say, you know, so, same thing here as an alien. Like a lot of the tech, even though it's high tech and you know allegedly futuristic, is that it's it's very used in, very lived in. Like that controller for the they're, thing. Actually, you know? there's for for a 25 year old movie, their screen graphics hold up really well. Yeah, you know, they yeah. actually didn't get stupid with the screen graphics. I remember uh, years ago, you know, one of those things where. 
you know, I don't know who I don't know who thinks these things up, whether it's the marketing people or engineers or whatever. But one of those things, like, did they really ever stop to think we do we don't need this? Was um, there was a, a voice a voice activated cruise control system that came out for a while? <laughs> it was called Audio Cruise, and you had to, you had to actually tell it. You know, you had to get its attention, so you had to say Audio Cruise, and you know, so it would know that you're talking to it, and then you would go, you know, set speed sixty. Or whatever, and it, you know, and half the time, of course, it wouldn't recognize what you said and wouldn't understand. It, it was would, also known as people it, blunder, and it would go into a weird murder spasm or whatever. <laughs> but but you know, it's like whoever developed this awesome, expensive piece of technology and then tried to sell it to you to aftermarket install in your car. Are just those cameras? Just didn't stop to realize that would be John Hammond. You know, I, I just didn't stop are, to realize that like you know, as opposed to. Pushing a button to start cruise control, this makes no sense. Right, I mean, right. to, to go through a 12-step process that may or may not work to tell your cruise control to come on as opposed to pushing a button to make your cruise control come on. It was not the killer app they were looking for. Th- those uh, those Sentry guns, they kind of look like uh, trussed-up um like uh, news cameras, like on yeah, they did. They kind of like yeah. looked around, or maybe a, a, a wet case, like those old school hard cases that for for rain and whatnot. They may well be. Here's here's one of Newt's better lines and yeah. better played lines. You know, where she she does she does get Ripley pretty good with this one. This is a good zinger. She's just a doll, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like it's just. Yeah. I think I think Ripley's well Ripley's Ripley's daughter was eleven when she left and Newt's actually Newt's younger than eleven. Right? Yeah, yeah, she's like, like nine or eight. Yeah, like it's like I could buy it if like you know Ripley's Ripley's last experience of being a mom was with a slightly younger you know more credulous child. Right. <laughs> oh well, look the the doll doesn't have scary dreams. Like yeah, I'm nine. Okay, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> Thinking dolls are real is so yeah. sixty three years ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. What happened to your daughter? She died of old age. I think I think this again. In this this scene's been. I, I think it's this scene. It's extended. Where she? Yeah, she, that's right. Yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, talking yeah. about. She's talking about a daughter, which of course in the original version Ripley didn't have a daughter that we knew of. And so. it kind of, it kind of, it kind of so hits. This, this the, part of the yeah. scene was cut out. It, can, it is that how babies? Yeah. I mean, people. Well, kinda, but it's it's grosser. <laughs> that's very. Different. But there's a hole already set up. Feels way that's better. Yeah. Feels way better. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> At least on the coming out end. <laughs> yeah, like any of us knows. I think they exaggerate it. Yeah, you mean Ted? Well, yes, that's one way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I pulled a muscle in my back once. I don't want to hear about childbirth. And I, <laughs> my back was like that was. I bit my nail down too yeah, far once, and it for, hurt. Oh man, talk about pain, boy! Childbirth. <laughs> this heater throws a lot of light. <laughs> it's a space heater. Oh, oh, hey there. Wambo. Good night. Drive safely, everyone. <laughs> Tip your aliens. Now, I got to tell you, there was the one scene we kind of got engrossed in, but for the most part, this movie doesn't play well without sound. You know, I, I, this I, is I, feeling kind of clunky. The, the atmosphere. Well, it's, 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 the, it's the it's the you know fanboy jerk off edition. It's it's an hour long than it should be. It's got all the extra is unnecessary whole, is stuff. Whole, a whole hour in there. Really? It's like a half hour at least. Okay, you know, okay, give or take. I haven't clocked it, but I you know this is the reason why there are very few. The abyss may be the only 
the only example I, I still can think of. Where, you know, why special editions are why you know you can see in a special edition why the movie was not released this way because right. it's too damn long. So this is just sort of like you loved aliens. Here's more aliens, you know, and that's cool. And I do appreciate it on that level. And I do go, oh, there's a whole other scene that's nice, but it's not like they should have put that in the original movie because it would have been better. It's like no, you can see why it wouldn't have been better to have it in the movie. It's it's funny you mention that too because you know uh, Fox released the uh, the full script to Avatar recently and all the stuff that's, that was cut uh, in the theatrical version was was character stuff character building moments there was much more um, of uh, Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington's like sort of them actually uh, you know I was talking to I was talking to a friend the other day and he said um it's like, yeah, they don't ever have a conversation in that whole movie. Like, they have one conversation in the beginning, and then they montage in love. And then <laughs> and by, the, by the end of it, uh, you just have to believe that they're in love. And then we get more of that in the script. And in Titanic, you certainly see them having that progression of falling in love. So I think, you know, maybe that's a movie, and who knows? Maybe we're wrong. But maybe when that we, we see the extended version, and there most certainly will be one of Avatar when it comes out, um, that movie benefit from it. I think Watchmen benefited from the extended edition. It was smaller stuff, but the extended edition definitely, I don't know, watching it to me, it's like, especially someone who knew the, the source material well, it, it felt better for me. Uh, I still had a few issues with, with the movie overall, but it felt like, okay, this is, I, I understand the process a little bit more now. I understand like what the characters go through a little bit more. We have a great one of those Wild speculation that happens to be the truth scenes. Yeah, and hey, and what if they're only, like only, ants? Only, and only special edition. That that was also is not in not in the original theatrical because it, it yeah. spells everything out. And yeah, it's just right. a leap of a leap of speculation that turns out to be exactly right, based on what? Based on you know where they get that? And I love this takedown of it. I love like this. You know, she's starting to figure it out now, and she's starting to figure out. Yeah. It's just it's it's not the android who's the company douchebag. It's, it's you who's the company douchebag. Company douchebag. <laughs> yeah, here's where here's yeah, yeah she's she's I, see she has learned to figure out the iPhone here. It's like she did actually Google this. I looked at your Safari history and yeah. <laughs> because of course the colony has a computer and I accessed it. What he's saying here is essentially gibberish. <laughs> I love this. Dude, you're everybody steps in. You're winging it so no, hard right now. There's no exclusive rights for anybody. You were so busted. And I made a wrong decision. Oh, it was wrong. He's just, it was a bad call, Ripley. Like you do. You could just see him like, you know, the company lost $20 million last quarter. This is what he does right. in the boardroom. It's like, well, okay. So here's the thing. If, if you, First of all, if you were... Okay. Listen, Jay Leno and Pride and Time I was going to go there. like a great gonna, idea. It's like, listen, it was if the, the numbers were there and, and we had the demo. And it was a bad call. It and it was a mistake. Mistake. I'm bad sorry. Conan. It was a bad call, Conan. It was a bad call. <laughs> I thought you'd be smarter than this. Yeah, I thought you'd be more popular than this. I really do wonder if Giovanni Ribisi watched Aliens a lot leading up to filming. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, I, or just Jim Cameron did. <laughs> Unnecessary scene. Run, 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 run! Get it, get it, get it! Look at the set we have. It's not as claustrophobic as you seem to think. No one will be seated during the number sequence. I love <laughs> this. I personally love this. I, yeah, it's a nice I, scene. Like I said, it's, it's, but it's a scene where you go, you know, I wish I had a scene where they sat and watched But I love the that you never see really the alien. There's like one shot well, again, of the alien it's, exploding. It's, 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 a genie, it's how you create an action scene when you only have $16 million to make your movie. You know, it's an action, scene, they, with, an action scene with no action. They had, a, they had like, a total, I think it was uh, six alien suits, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they were not good. They were not, yeah. you know, fancy. There was, like, not maybe the there was like one good one. Yeah. But uh, really, it's... it's but this 
is how you build tension. The critical. Yeah. You know, the, this is how it's, you build tension in it. The, the alien suits, for the most part, are leotards with some plastic bits glued on them. And, and I love uh, that he actually like. And this is actually some some forthright thinking. It's not just the number of rounds; it's the temperature of the barrel too. Because if you've ever you know firing full auto may seem cool, but if you've ever actually fired a weapon, they say no more than like fifteen rounds at a time. Otherwise, that's just going to overheat and explode in your face. You know, you have to fire in bursts for a reason. Going full auto may sound cool, but a it's not very effective, and b you run that risk. I like that he included that temperature bar there to sort of like, and that it's always sort that's of like the, pegged. That's the, that's the principle behind it behind a Gatling gun or a yeah, or so mini the, gun. The, exactly. Like, so that they, you always keep a cool barrel, and the, yeah. the wind actually cools it as well while it's rotating. And I love this line from uh, from Michael Bean. It's like, how long do we have? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, wow, right Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> how long till it blows? Uh, it blows. And then, and then Bishop gets the Danny Glover line. Not Bishop uh, uh, Hicks. Hudson gets the Danny Glover line. Like, we got problems. To, <laughs> almost to retirement, man. <laughs> Getting short. Always hanging the lantern on how bad the situation is. Because in dramatic storytelling, you have to make the situation as bad as possible. Right. But yep. if the characters have any wits about them whatsoever, they at some point, somebody has to go... Man, this sucks. How bad this can, <laughs> yeah. can this get any worse? Wow. Trey and I talked like once a long time ago about this movie called Music and Lyrics with uh, with Drew Barrymore, and uh, oh, no. <laughs> there's literally no drama in the entire there's movie. No there's no conflict. Yeah. The movie is completely devoid of conflict. They tried to make it a drama that they they're trying to write a song, but they but, write the song. But then, but then they write the song. It becomes like the hit. first act, and then it's all about how they're trying to have a relationship in which they don't really ever have any problems in developing their relationship. They just, <laughs> just kind of they have an argument once that's you know like like a normal human being would kind of go that was kind of funny we were talking about dinner last night and we had an argument but anyway let's whatever have, you know it's like and, there's, and, and the bad guy never does anything bad and and the you know and, and then like anytime there's a potential for something to happen to happen it doesn't right. happen and here and, and contrasted <laughs> to this contrasted, contrasted to this where there's multiple bad guys from multiple angles yeah. and this is and, and this is and, very and what's not going wrong for these people at this point right <laughs> good idea is there and, one good thing that they can point to like, uh well we do have six bullets and and bishop really like he really does kind of convey like a uh you know the closest thing to sort of you know a little bit of uh sadness there yeah. and he's like i should be like like trey said i should be the one to yeah, go unfortunately it's got to be me my mother is claustrophobic and uh, this, her this watching scene, this this scene and the Shawshank redemption sewer yeah. scene i get bishop i get Dufresne crawled yeah. through uh, yeah, at least, 500 at least, yards at least, of alien shit that I can't even imagine. <laughs> and I love this, too. They hand him a pistol, and he's like... Yeah, if, I can't. He's like, this will What's do me point? no good. Yeah. Like, if, if, if something comes up on me, it's not going to do me any Use this to kill yourself. He just it, looks at it. Nope. It it, gives it back. Not even thinking. Just looks at it once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gun. Okay, cool. Yeah. Unless it's a jar of alien yeah, yeah. repellent. Just, just shooting this scene. You know, just to be the actor shooting this scene. I mean, even though it's like... This would know, freak me the hell out. I'm not even claustrophobic. Like, that's ridiculous. I just... That's... That's a toughie. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do it one time, and you... And it's like, sure. dude, the alien can't fit through that thing. You, you don't have to weld it up. You That's just, sure you're just fucking with him at this you point. make sure there's film in the camera. Oh, God. Yeah, I'd be maybe. okay with that. I wouldn't have a problem. Second gun. All right, well... I'm going to go ahead and bet that you would have a big problem. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think... I second this I'm motion. Wrong. Voted. Well... This is okay. like... Waterboarding isn't torture. What, what are you doing? Oh, God, it is. Ow, ow. What, are you, uh, what are you doing next weekend? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll do it. Okay. I know a culvert. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a down in front special edition where we put Brian in a two hundred yard tube we'll, and say we'll go. Strap, strap that, that's the one shot of the alien dying that you see. Just to yeah. remind people, okay, just it just is actually firing. Cut away of you know gut spraying. Was that was that the same shot that they used earlier on? Almost certainly, <laughs> or probably shot from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, you put put the one alien in front of the camera, cover it with a bunch of cameras, blow it up. Well, that was our alien. That's the one. Okay, done. 
And I love how um, Hicks just kind of grabs the gun. Or not Hicks, but uh, yeah, Hicks just he grabs the gun. He's about to go. Damn it. And then boom. That's it. Yeah. Like time. four rounds left. There you go. There's your hot lucky. barrel. But guns. They've stopped. They've stopped. The aliens are allergic to water. Pick up your visual scanning. <laughs> oh, well, everything's cool then. All right. Ten rounds. There's like ten of them left, right? One each. Yeah. No one needs to deck. And that is true. It kind of like it's like the aliens are sort of behavioral animals, and like they do have that sort of like capacity to learn, and you know, they, they exhibit problem solving <laughs> intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a zombie movie. They never attack the same parts and of the You know, that's twice. an interesting. It's very much it's, a zombie. It's an interesting. Similar yeah. to a zombie movie. It's the haunted fa- house and our faceless, the faceless enemy that you know. There's no single enemy until they finally reveal the queen. But they the rest remember. is like they're completely interchangeable. You know. And how awesome would a zombie queen be? Like like a like Whoa. a or, or, or board queen. I was thinking about this like, the other day. You know, you know what would be the most terrifying thing of uh, of all creation? Bill O'Reilly. I was going to say zombie toddlers, but yeah, <laughs> zombie, zombie <laughs> toddlers are in Dawn of the Dead the remake. That zombie baby, like that, kind of fucked that's, me up. That's, that that's, me a, up. that's a bad one. And there's a there's a zombie child. There's a zombie in child the, in uh, in Thirty Days of Night that uh, yeah, is pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen either of these films. Thirty Days of Night. You haven't seen the new Dawn of the Dead? They're no. both worth both worth seeing. Haven't seen the old one. Also, see the old one too. But the vampire classic. Zombie movies freak me out. The modern vampire classic. Let the right one in. Where she is amazing in that. Where she's like this little girl who has all the all the regular hang ups that a little prepubescent girl yeah. does except and she's, she's a vampire a thousand years old a thousand year old vampire she's yeah. always going to be a 12 year old girl we, t- we talked about zombie uh, toddlers in Z- yeah zombie uh, uh, zombie uh, uh, ghostbusters Ghostbusters zombie Sigourney Weaver but zombie anything is scary right 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 zombie preschooler the M41A you know what's actually scarier than that shit what's up zombie Crispin Glover oh, oh man yeah, that would so. creep you the fuck out that's fist no, wait, gloss no, right no. there being stuck in a tube <laughs> I said, you know, it's zombie Crispin Glover. Speaking of zombie children and a good kid actor, the the kid when he goes zombie in uh, spoiler in Pet Cemetery. Yes, that, that kid. Yes. that kid is yes. creepy. That kid did a hell of a job. And here we are, yeah, still still edge warming. Yeah, the, yep. I gotta say, for, I for for having a crash course in weaponry, she's got a pretty solid hold of that. Yeah, rifle. she's 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 got a, she's a natural. No right? elbow, elbow up, nose yeah. on the nose on the uh, the site. You know. It's amazing what a life or death situation can do for your focus. Yeah. Right. Maybe Hicks is a good teacher. He's, he's really, you know. My biggest pet peeve in, in like movies is when they say lock and load. Like that's just the biggest pet peeve of mine. I hate that so hard. <laughs> is that not what you say? Well, yeah, but it's it's a, it's a mundane thing. It's like it's not something you say to like it's it's like grab the rifle. Like it's it's literally <laughs> as mundane. Stand as up that. and aim. Yeah. <laughs> Write your name down where it says name. Like it's, it's literally <laughs> number two pencil. But to be fair, there are people in the military that do that. Hey, how are you feeling? We there, call them bag? idiots. Like it's oh, just yes. it's it's literally just the most mundane thing you do. It's like it's like clean the barrel. It's like it's literally okay. You lock in the you lock in the cartridge and you load a rounded. What if you use the latrine? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just lock and load. It's just yeah. like what you do. I get it. Breathe in and out. It's a, yeah. It's literally. It's literally like one, sa- two, three. It's literally four. like safety. You know, I mean, you. I mean, you go down to the the range and they're like, okay, uh, grab your rifle, lock and load. Safety's off. Fire at will. Lock like, and it's load. Just, yeah, it's just, it's such a cliche. I remember in I that the worst one was one of the Star Trek movies. Data literally like cocked a phaser yeah. and said lock and load, and yeah. I wanted to like fucking huh? leave the movie. She's gonna start a fire like that. That's no good. 
getting under there with a space heater and the covers like that. <laughs> exactly. Nude. Nude. What are you thinking? They should, she should get on thirteen episode of It's Nude, this where is, she just gets in all sorts of hijinks. This space. is how you stayed alive all this time? You didn't set yourself on fire once? So here's what I'll do. I'll just get in with you. Yeah, that's a great That's a idea. great plan. 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 I, I wonder if this scene is longer than the special edition. <laughs> <laughs> Not so far. So far, it's, so far it's the same. It's kind of the saving private Ryan. What the moment there. Our orders are to take you back. I'm not going. Okay, then we'll stay with you. Well, we're not going <laughs> to. There's a lot of there's a I mean and William Goldman very famously tore that movie apart. Yeah, exactly. Was, I was, I was the, the exact Bill the there. exact line was the first twenty minutes are a great example of, of how horrible and torturous the spoils of war are. The rest of the movie is, is about is, how is, great is, a war is a learning experience for young Matty Damon. Yeah. Like, oh, his uh, no, his Saving Private Ryan critique is is a, is a work a thing of, of legend, a work yeah. of genius. It's, a it's thing fantastic. That's why I, I really you know despite the ridiculous marketing campaign that Shakespeare and Love had I wasn't entirely upset that it won Best Picture that year I was, I was like alright yeah. it's funny I've, I've watched Shakespeare and Love recently and it, it didn't really hold up you kind of go that's a cute yeah. movie but it's wow it's cute yeah you know it's, it's it's like we, you know, it's it's like you know seeing like an ex girlfriend like wow I, I I really was into her back then but right. uh, now I just it's a good the, fun movie but it's it really is just a writer's fantasy it, it is a, it's it a writer's is. it's very it's very precious off. with all the like the Shakespeare lines yeah. written in speaking yeah. of Shakespeare the uh, the alien now the, just that empty jar does a really really good job of like of like oh shit yeah Whoa. and we kind of get back into sort of like these you know everybody's disarmed and we're about to see the gun outside of. You know them locked in and everything. It just you get he touches on a lot of the tension that made the first movie work while still making it feel sort of new and original and 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 his own. Yeah, this is like good what job. The dude. hell you like that? From yeah, Shakespeare that to an empty alien yeah. jar. She's a yeah. She she said, you speak, sold that one. There was speak, nothing there to yeah. sell, but you speaking sold it. of Shakespeare right. and just went for it. Now when this I is, compare a, a plasma rifle to Proust. Yeah. Uh, now here's, yeah. Speaking of uh, now, here's some. There's there's great not just great puppetry, but great directing and use of puppetry. With what puppetry can do, and also the angles, like uh, the, you're, kind, we're kind of low on, uh, you know, we're kind of looking up at them. It's in a way, it's not POV certainly, but it's like you get the sense of where the terror is coming from. It's like it's like a faux POV in a way. Yeah. There's a there's a bit of a continuity error here just because of the scenes where see, there's already scrapes on the window because right. from her hitting Pounding with the chair, it, yeah, which she yeah. hasn't done yet. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's just a, you know, a, a shot order thing, you know, something for people on IMDb to to be excited about discovering oh Burke Burke rolling them dice this is, where, this is where Burke Burke is Steve Jobs you know Burke is <laughs> this is what Steve Jobs would do this is the kind of insanely I remember the idea. scene of Pirates of Silicon Valley I, I get you yeah Jobs would do this really because that's that seems like a thing that I think Bill Gates would do the point of Silicon Valley is that they're both assholes yeah, yeah that's that's true. they're just different kinds of assholes that's true break it break it Lock and load. The, the general yeah. is that glass bulletproof? There's uh, a y- yes, sir. There's a <laughs> there's a uh, oh 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 fuck. Yeah. Speaking, oh, well, then we're screwed. <laughs> Speaking of that, this is kind of a weird tangent, but there's a there's a fight, uh, a mixed martial arts fight, uh, several years ago between a guy named Ron Waterman, who's a big gigantic wrestler guy, and this guy um, Valentin Overeem, and 
it was the worst cornering job I ever heard because they just like he tried to get the guy in a in a, in a hammer lock and his corner was shouting break it break it Ronnie break it but he didn't Jeez. know actually how to do the lock so literally he just kind of like awkwardly yanked on it and then eventually like time ran out but it was I don't know just that break it break it kind of reminded me of that see good for her she's a smoker yeah exactly <laughs> this is why you should smoke because for the first time smoking saves you lives you always have this opportunity to, to turn on the fire extinguishers Now I think I, I, there's a making of here that I've never. I know it exists, but I've never had the chance to see it. But there, here comes the critter. But uh, when they talk about, um, you know, in the scene with the with the water pouring down and the critter running around in the rain, it seems to be like it's a great way to hide. Just to have the strings be right there in the shot, and it, it, it looks, it looks out, like yeah. falling rain. You know, it's like you could just literally ma- marionette the thing. And for whatever reason, these aliens are much more scary when it's wet for some reason. Like, there's the, the idea of a wet, gooey alien it's, versus, like... Look more alive. Because when those things are on the table and they're dry, it doesn't... It's not... Yeah. It now loses like, a little now bit that's a guy's hand with the extra finger yep. extensions. That's all that was. You know, that's a brilliant piece. That's like Sesame Street-level puppetry. puppetry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's the kind of stuff... <laughs> Fucking Hicks! That's the kind of stuff we always had to, you know, talk directors into. Like, no, no, if you shoot it like this, and you put it here, and you just, you know, it'll work. It'll work, I swear. Cameron's a little more savvy than most directors about what will work, and and you know he he often comes up when, on the abyss. He would come up with ideas for tricks we could do with the puppet, and it was actually very interactive with the with how he would, you know he knew he knew stuff that would work. It was like, I, hey, I, I kind of wish like you're Riser, pretty hip to this puppet stuff. I kind of wish Riser went much more Frankenstein with this, like my creation, my beautiful creation. <laughs> no! Oh no! And we're gonna fucking kill this. <laughs> it's just almost. It cost me another million. Like that $48 million spaceship you destroyed. You got, you got, you got, you're pushing the envelope anytime. If you're going to just do a scene and they do it more than once in this movie where it's like, okay, we're going to scene where this sprinklers are going off and everybody's wet. It's just like, oh, that's going to be a long week. <laughs> that scene is just going to take twice as long. It's just going to be a bigger hassle. You have to really commit to a scene like that. Like, yeah, we're really going to do a scene with where everyone's in, in, in a weird way, like I mean, the main bad guy of all these alien movies is is just the the, the company. Like yeah. it's whoever just, yeah. represents yeah. the corporation. The alien really. Whalen Utani is like is the yeah. Big he's badass. such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, the well, aliens are they, just, get, they get deeper into that. The more they the more movies. I mean, Whalen Utani is even more of a figure. There's a there's in a movie, the third movie um, in the fourth movie. There's a movie at Sundance playing right now called uh, Earl and Dave versus Evil. I think, but it kind of touches on this. I would almost like to see a. Like a, a movie like this, but from the alien point of view, which is like, hey, cool, we have a new home, you know, we got some new uh, host bodies that we're living in, and then, oh, here come these assholes trying to kill us and torturing <laughs> my my baby's eggs, and because I mean, there, there's you, nothing. You, you have scenes where the aliens like give thanks to their host bodies, I know. Like Native Americans. <laughs> I know exactly. For the deer. <laughs> Thank exactly. you for this. But it's like, but it's you know, because I mean, there's really nothing inherently evil about the alien. The alien is just existing. It's just living. It's just a. It's when it's, it's when a machine man, that's doing it, carrying out its own program. Yeah, it's right? when man is trying to fuck with nature and use and pit it against one another. This is sort of what you which get. coincidentally is what Ripley's talking about right now. Well, they it's kind of like each other over for a percentage. Yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah, you know, termite, termites eat your house. It's a pain in the ass, but you don't go. They're evil. Those termites. It was like no, they're just. Termite. Those termites, they're out to get me <laughs> yes. and me alone. They're hungry and they want to live. That's they're all, satanic, those that's termites. That's how evil they are. Um, the one unexplained thing is like, you know, the, the question is asked but never satisfactorily answers. Like, how could they cut the power? It's like, are they, did they get that far with it? Did they get that smart? <laughs> one of them went to a, a year of junior college yeah. and, like, just, you know, had, yeah. had a little bit yeah. of training. One of them actually went to Harvard for two years. It was Got on the law review and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he speaks English so well. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like that one gremlin from Gremlins 2. Yeah. <laughs> the Tony Randall gremlin. The brain gremlin. The best character in Gremlins 2 is the, is the voice of the building. I, I love that thing so hard. Fire! The untamed the... element. Please exercise your instinct of self-preservation. <laughs> this colony needs one of those. Seriously. <laughs> Alien attack. Check Pitch this shit out. <laughs> Lock and load. <laughs> Pitch your skills against the strange alien menace from deep space. Sounds like the, if you remember the old video game Smash TV, it sounds like the uh, the old announcer from that. But here we, yeah, so here we are in the, uh, now we're really sort of like, we're kind of building to sort of this big we're about, yeah, we're about to we're, we're about to head into Act Three. And here. one of the you can best, tell because more and more of the lights are red. The single yeah. you can best, also tell because it's two hours in. I know. Yeah. Uh, the single best justification of the motion sensor as a plot device ever like this say i mean just the fact that they should be in the room yeah, yeah. it's one of those it's it's one of those great scenes because it kind of goes it goes beyond where it's like there they come here they come hit what what they're here <laughs> like, they're in the room what they're right where vasquez is standing yeah. huh and your your little arc welder you bought at radio shack is really gonna that's a help. well it's a temporary thing yeah i do like i do like hard red combat lighting i like i do like that look any other good examples of that i mean like uh any any submarine movie? Yeah, I was going to say submarine. Yeah, any DOS yeah. boot or you know war games, war games, war games, war games. Yeah, Crimson Tide as well, Crimson which is essentially you know very red. Good. Yeah, combat lighting. I, that's Anything funny. that takes place in a photo processing lab. Yeah, true. I, yeah. That's why Man I kind of like a Man yeah. Hunter, yeah. That's why I kind of in a weird way I prefer Thin Red Line to Saving Private Ryan because it's all outside the very nature of the combat. It's in the South Pacific. It's you know they're they're the the way that's whole the whole combat scenes are lit. It's just like it's almost like they're on they're on the the Lost Island and they're they're fighting and just everything's very naturally lit. And uh, for me, for whatever reason, that made it seem more like here everything's red. You expect evil shit to happen. You know, it's like you you expect some really hardcore combat to happen. I I, I like the fact that that was open air. But yeah, after seeing this in the uh, theater, I remember going to my school and like, you know, the tiles that they have in classrooms, uh, in the ceiling, in the ceilings of yeah. classrooms, oh. and how those are like very open. I kept like looking up there. I'm like, somebody could totally jump down here if they wanted. Yeah, to. it's probably something up there, just like in Jurassic Park or or Sneakers. <laughs> sneakers is a good movie worth watching. Sneakers ain't bad. It, it gets kind of a bum rap. Yeah. Um, oh my oh, god, that's gnarly. Still, you get like kind of so, tingles when you see that. Yeah. So, so here, you know, again, you're seeing all the director tricks in the world because you're doing for strobe lights. Yeah, strobe lights. There you go to hide the fact that your monster costumes aren't but, very good. But you see, you see, like two of them jump and like and like kind of like a dog, and like that's that's enough. Like, yeah, that's enough it's, to, it's it's you just get enough of a sense, and the rest is just you know thrashing, just <laughs> just things thrashing and flashing at and you. And what's so weird is that right after this, the next movie Cameron made was. Terminator 2, which was the exact opposite. Actually, actually it was of, the Abyss. Oh, I'm sorry. God, of course. Well, the Abyss even Then he had that, to make a hit, so he made Terminator 2. Well, but oh. the thing, with Abyss, he, I mean, again, you, you, once you start seeing stuff in Abyss, you see stuff. You know, you, you really see a lot of it. And then Terminator, by the time Terminator 2 rolls around, it's a complete because it was Because, aesthetic. well, again, it, you know, the Abyss, the Abyss was a whopping $40 million budget, yeah. first of all. But, um, but if you, you know, if you break down these cuts, I mean, you know, you're barely seeing them do anything, which right. is because they're barely doing anything. Um, but again, that's just you know, good, As opposed to good use of you see good use of what you have. Yeah. You know, how did Jim Cameron get this gig? He did Terminator. Yeah, Terminator and he wrote, and he wrote, and he, wrote uh, he wrote Rambo too. He wrote he wrote Ram- well, Piranha two kind of put him out there, and like people were, you know, so like, oh, this guy actually can do some cool stuff. And then he wrote wrote Rambo two, did Terminator. I probably probably not in that order, but people were very. I mean, Terminator was very impressive for what it was at the time. It was low cost, and, yeah, and they were just looking to make a sequel for Alien. 
Either that or he pitched it. I think I mean, he pitched it. Yeah, yeah. The, the story I heard because they weren't looking to make a serial. There was no like demand for a sequel to Alien. I don't think. I think he pitched it and said, "Hey, you've got I've got a take you, on. I've it. got a take on this that you might want to that said, you could build a franchise." They said, "Okay, well, we'll 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 go. We'll give you sixteen whole million dollars right. to give it a go." Which is exactly what they spent on Eye of the Beholder. If you've ever watched the uh, progress of that, making that abortion of a movie, <laughs> can't say that I have. There's a, a really good documentary uh, called Oh Shit. Uh, Forgetting Priscilla, I think, because it was directed by the guy who did Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and he oh, okay. and he did this th- this kind of psychological thriller called Eye of the Beholder with Ewan McGregor and Ashley Judd, and oh okay, that oh. movie like talk about a movie like escaping out from underneath the rails of you and like almost costing the the life of the director, and nice. Gorman gets what he yeah, sort of deserves. See you, Burke. Oh, the the subtitles very helpfully say ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that that he he doesn't deserve more of like I mean his 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 exit of this movie is it well, pays he, off well and know? and I don't think it's even in the in the special edition but just like in Alien they did shoot a scene of her finding the entombed right not dead Burke right um, okay but I don't think it even made it into the cut of the special edition I think yeah I think because if you spend any more time with Burke it almost it's like too much because you kind of want Burke to die at this point. You've already made up your mind about him, so there's no. Yeah, there's no. There, the, you're not going to get anything more out of that character, right? Yeah, the yeah. the irony, the you know, the irony has has occurred. You know, it's when, like when he, that he was when the thing nails him. Okay, yeah. When, I mean, again, look to Avatar. Like Giovanni Ribisi's character survives, but he doesn't have a whole lot to do except look sad for the rest of the, his appearances yeah. in the movie. He really is. He really does shit. only serve to you know explain you know the backstory that we don't really maybe need no. at all. Yeah, that leaked clip on leaked clip online that shows him like talking about unobtainium. That's yeah. that's the long and the short of it. This is your job. <laughs> this little rock right here. Yeah, that accent kind of bugged me too. That's there my, we go. That's my Rabisi. And and there's this is like tricks with you know where you've got tilted shafts and, yeah. and people on wires. You know, just kind of kind of clawing their way down the down the thing. Ryan, that's, wasn't that your nickname in college? Tilted shaft, tilted shaft. I thought no, that's Tom, that's Tom Cruise's name. I thought you meant uh, clawing your way down the shaft, clawing your way down the shaft, which is not recommended as a way to be popular amongst the ladies. <laughs> Uh, when we did uh, when we, my way up the shaft. Hey, hey, there you go. When we did the abyss after this, um, one of the things that was very funny was Cameron was very adamant. Whenever we would accidentally refer to our creatures as aliens, he was very, very adamant that we call them NTIs, as they're called in the movie, and non- yeah. non-terrestrial intelligence. Um, he would actually correct you if you called them. So when we put the when we did the scene with the aliens, he would he would actually say NTIs. I mean, he was he was fanatical about Kinner- um and uh, and when you when at, at one time he finally he actually clarified it as uh, someone someone it wasn't me fortunately it wasn't it wasn't my turn but uh, someone else said so yeah we did the shot with the aliens and he goes NTIs aliens was a different movie. <laughs> so I, like I, 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 you know, I don't know. Wait, boy, he had a he had a thing about that. It was, so oh, is that word of God that the the creatures in Abyss are are not in fact aliens? Uh, because well, there's speculation that they were just from the deep. As yeah, well, to, they're they're non-terrestrial intelligence, but you know, if you take that to mean not of right. this earth. not of Earth, well, for they could be from the right. deep and still qualify. And considering some of the shit that's coming out of Japan the last couple of years from the sea, I, you know, that may be the case. I always really like this. I really, really like this. Yeah, and just it's such a quiet, but like such a good moment. And like, I mean, that's acting. Like that's yeah. just you get like really just you know forty five frames to have an expression, and and it's part of it's editing too, picking the right moment. But for whatever reason, part of it's just the situation. You know, well, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But I'm it's like, nice little calculate. You know, it's like it's like a nice. It's it's the you know the 
the end of of both their their little tales. You know, the end of their stories. And it's a, it's a good little wrap up. You feel satisfied with it. You don't feel like shorted or cheated. Elsa, I can't hold you. <laughs> I'm going to go for the Grail. Uh, see, this is why you shouldn't buy clothes for kids that are too big. All right, you know. Really, all ki- clothes for kids should have multiple handles on them. They should, like, they should really just, just have just have grips and you know yeah, have Velcro yeah. all over the place and carabiners. Yeah, you know? I, I had a leash. I think it was my brother-in-law had the idea of just putting great big holding straps on the back of kids like jackets and clothing. So if you just have to pick them up, <laughs> just, just yeah. do it, or just you know stop them from running in front of a bus or yink. I'm not big on leashes, but I am big on handles. I would say the leashes yeah. thing. I, yeah, my sister uses that sometimes. That's it, creepy. You can tell just, her I said that. I had a leash. You had a leash. You had a leash. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm Aww. sorry. Well, it was a bouncy leash. It wasn't like a string. It was a. It was like it was like, it was like the Mike Myers, it was like the Mike Myers character on the SNL sketches where he's like tied to the jungle gym. You're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> now here we go. This her is, and her this water thing. That's the thing that creeped me out. The yeah, I used this as like a promotional photo for um, for a lot of like you know, for print magazines and Time and whatnot. And uh, I remember seeing that going like, oh, that yeah. that just the image of the alien coming up out of the water gave me nightmares for for quite a long time. Yeah, it's a great. It's a, it's this is a really well constructed, you know, suspense scene. You know, yeah. The fact that she's right there, you know, and it's it's not like we're looking for her. We know where she is. She's right there. And there's still we we just can't get to her yet. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm cool. I'm chilling. Well played on that line. She she nailed that line. That's another another echo that shows up in Titanic. I'll I'll just wait here. Yeah, I'll just be right here. It's trapped waist deep in the water. Yeah, handcuffed to a. I'll steep just pipe. wait here. Now, when the thing pops out of the water, the, the the way the tail comes flying up is 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 rather nice. And I I, I assume it's being pulled up pulled by, up a, by string, a string. Yeah. You know, that's just you know, if you look closely, maybe at this resolution, we might be able to see it. But of course, movies, as I keep, probably isn't true anymore. But back oh, in the day, there it is. Pulled you, up by you, the middle. Yeah, yeah you can totally tell. Yeah. It's very saucy, as we say, but uh, you know, it works fine. Um, is as, as used to be the case, and maybe maybe. Philosophy is different now, but uh, you know movies are not meant to be watched frame by frame. And you know, if you look frame by frame, you might well find the string. But I love how the eyes you're supposed to watch it at the Cinerama Dome water. and go. Alien came out of the water. You don't get to go to the projectionist and go run that back because I want to. I think I can find the string. How would I, that- I actually worked as a projectionist at a movie theater, and uh, we. I would remember like sometimes like if I saw something in a movie that I thought like, ooh, is that like you know because Independence Day was out in the theaters at that point. So I would like literally look, look at the print. I totally was not supposed to, but I would like look at the print and be like, "Oh shit, okay, can I can I actually make it out on the print level?" Most times I couldn't, but fun little game to do. Hey, just get out your your jeweler's loop and just yeah, exactly. Well, the, the gem loop, but not only that, but striptease had come out that summer as well. And, uh, <laughs> nice, the, the, different the, objective the, involved. I, we, to, we got to trash. Just jump in. I love this little moment where they they get in the elevator, the press button, and it doesn't doesn't go anywhere. I know. <laughs> he it's presses like, it again. It's a very real sort of human moment. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it was uh, we had to trash the, stri- the trailers for movies, and the trailer for Striptease. There's like a, an image where she like to be more like rips open her shirt. Yeah, and I know the, the, I know think, the shot you mean. I think the eight frames of that I spliced and used as a bookmark for about five years. <laughs> um, Ashton would be very pleased about yeah. that. So you know, I talk about a case of acid reflux. He's got a bad case of it there. Nasty. This sucks. Yeah. Ow. Meanwhile, he's playing Missile Command. Yeah. <laughs> and that joystick kind of looks like Uhuru's earpiece. It does. Like, oh, it's yeah. Yeah. It's just thinking that. So it's kind of waxy. 
So there you go. Here's how we used to do spaceships the old way. You just you know, bring it in on a, on a wire and move it, make it zoom <laughs> around. There. Now, was that so hard? <laughs> yeah, that, that background doesn't really... Yeah. It's not, not it's as bad. Well, the whole, the whole shot's a little, a little, a little wonky, processed yeah. there, but... Uh, yeah, but he gets a nice reversal there. It's like, yeah, I brought down the ship, and we're not leaving. Huh? Wait, 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 what, what, what? Oh, what? sorry, what was that about not leaving? Do what now? Yeah, leaving the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could feel human emotion right now, I'd be saying, "Screw yeah. you, lady." I'd be like, "Oh boy," for a kid we don't even know, didn't even bring with us. You can have other kids. Yeah, it's funny because find the power. Earlier code. on, they're like, "Oh, the sergeant and everybody else, we got to go back for them." And Ripley's like, "Nope, no, no, no." <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. She's she's learned a thing or two. She's like, well, she, I'm sure she'll pick up everyone else on the way if she can. You know, yeah, you know, if it's on the way. Yeah. Oh, there is uh, Wisbeski. Hey, dude, how are you? I don't feel that much about Newt at this point in the movie, and that's either a failure of the film or more likely a failure of my sympathetic responses. Well, I, I would say I feel for Newt. In the I, I'm sort of saying like, you know what? She was fine, but she wasn't helping anything. Well, I feel and you guys are all about to die. Here's here's how I come about it. I don't necessarily feel for Newt as much, but I by this point, by this movie, I definitely feel for Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, sure. I, get, Ripley, I want I get. Ripley. I, I get, Ripley I get why have, Ripley's doing it. This know? scene, by the way, for like when I was a kid, I thought was the most badass scene I've ever seen. Like she's just she's just strapping together all just these strapping. weapons. A, this is the scene that my brother told me about. I was like, there's a scene where she yeah, tapes yeah. a, a flamethrower to a. Yeah. Like, yeah, where she's just like, yeah, she's she's she's, she's pl- talking about applying what you've learned. John Campbell would be proud here. It's like she, she's gonna t- I'm going to strap every weapon we've got. Much in the same vein, uh, I think Chuck Norris missing in action too. There's a scene. I think I may have talked about this. In a moment. if I do, I apologize. But he has, uh, you know, like there's an M16 with the M203 grenade launcher attachment that launches grenades that exists in real life. And missing in action three, Chuck Norris has an M16 with three of them. One of them is a grenade launcher. One of them is a flamethrower. One of them is a bayonet <laughs> that pops out. And throughout the movie, he uses all three, even though it completely defies any sort of, like, you know, there's no tank to hold, like, his flamethrower. There's no, you know, there's no trigger to, like, pull the uh, where the bayonet pops out. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But you're missing the point. It was just to have a heavy stick. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Well, how does, how does Rose McGowan fire that gun strapped to her leg in uh, Planet Terror? Well, know? I expect <laughs> that from Rodriguez. You know what yeah. I mean? I expect that from... But not from a Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> I expect yeah. factual reality. From you know, a Chuck I mean, movie. Hero and the Terror yeah, taught me about po- post-traumatic stress more than any other movie. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. Yeah, actually, Hero and the Terror, the, the guy escapes prison by using dental floss, chapstick, and ground-down metal shaving. Oh, that's right. He, uses, yeah. he makes a little, yeah. little, little garret little, wire there. Little fire. Hello. File. Still haven't found that bra, Ripley. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> Suffrage. <laughs> Suffrage. Yeah. The women at Seneca Seneca Lake would be so happy right yeah. now. They got the they got the uh, they got the underwear panty shot out of the way early in this movie. So. God, that's like iconic though. I mean, if there's one go. thing, there's, if there's one thing that like this movie has contributed. It, I mean, this this last ten minutes of of Ripley yeah. here in this whole sequence, she's just like the right. iconic. The reveal lead, actually. just just Whedon committed this to memory because he he totally stole this for his river reveal. Yes, uh, in, yes, uh, yes, yes, in Serenity. Da-da-da. Small push in right there. Yeah, my turn. Yep. And rightly so. And here we are in the Acton Power Station, which also is in, uh, the, the, I think, the original Batman. It's uh, It blows up in the original Batman or the second Batman. Right, right, right. I spent a good three days on a set being the fog guy. 
the fog guy. Fog yep. guy. Yeah, it's a it's a it's important then, job. It is an important job, not only for the purposes of making the set, the shot look right once, but to be consistent with fog is very difficult, yeah. especially on a windy, rainy night in the like in a canyon uh, outdoors. It's almost impossible to get smoke continuity. But so, yeah, but the one thing that gave me and and the, the way they'll do that is they'll have this big fucking fog machine, like a really really big, like the size of a table. With a uh, a big ass fan in front of it, so they can basically they can they could spot some fog here, there, or the other way. It's a nice and parallel. It, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Almost done. Uh, but ever since then, I can't. This this doesn't work for me at all. I, I just see the PA underneath the thing just going. <laughs> 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 yeah. Push, push, push. It's kind of like the shitty haunted house. Looks, your, it always looks so high. placed. Yeah. yeah. But it's, she's she's walking. What I'm impressed by is the fact she's walking around. That's an actual. Fireball on the front of that yes, weapon. Yes, that she's carrying. She's shooting live she's, fire. She just walked past the camera guy with a live flamethrower. Could not get away with that nowadays. In the yeah, in the yeah. And the the camera would not be that close to her either. The, you know, the cam- like you yeah, have to be far back with the, the shield. She's actually passing the the the. the pilot light like under the camera i shot something recently where i, I shot a like a sizzle reel and um we had our host uh she shot the flamethrower at the camera yeah he did there. she just did i had i had my um i had my like i had a in the story the story goes there would be an image and our host would fire a shotgun at the image and in post we would make the previous image disappear but you know the cam- the a shotgun was pointed at camera and just for a completely unloaded uh empty shotgun uh, because we pointed at the camera, like we, I mean, we went through all sorts of safety procedures of like clearing and showing everybody that was clear, and and like we we had one guy hold on to the weapon up until the moment of the take, and he took it away as soon as the take was over. I mean, just for that, and here we are with a cameraman on a steady cam behind her as she's shooting <laughs> yeah. fireballs, well, she's like, walking around a couple feet away, turning her like just yeah. turning towards the camera. There, yeah, like the fact that she has the you know. Complete ability to completely dist- to torch the entire crew. I walked away at the beginning of this and uh, had to go to the bathroom. But did you guys make the joke that someone should have come to th- on the camera crew set dressed up as an alien? It's been like <laughs> ah! 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 <laughs> that person would have been melted like yeah. so quickly. Boo, whoosh, and all of that. Just um, it did happen on Starship Troopers, by the way. Uh, Phil Phil Tippett um, was uh, was demonstrating uh, to one of the actors. I won't embarrass. Uh, the person and it's not Casper Van Diem, um, oh, but damn it. Uh, was uh, who, who said and the bug will come at you like Rah! and the actor um, who might have been an actress was <laughs> holding a live loaded gun and she emptied a clip of blanks right at him Holy just just crap. panic Whoa. just panic squoze the trigger you know and the bug will come at you like this Rah! <laughs> and she she gave okay it's a she gave him a face full of you know blank fire for uh, for his trouble. Well, and and blank fire is—it's not safe. It's not—it's like, uh, it's not, not what you want. You, you don't want blanks being fired at you. No, you don't want that. I was a uh, gun wrangler on a student film set at one point, and they were completely rubber, fake M16s that were not weapons in any sense of the word, other than their shape. Yeah, and it's still there was still like this marching protocol. Ri- marching rifles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, they were a little more detailed than the right. marching rifles, but. Uh, and they still had to be in a locked case that I had to uh-huh. like literally sit on top of when when they weren't being used. Uh, I couldn't walk away because no one can get through you. It's true. <laughs> the one right. man was standing in between the weapons. Well, I had all these weapons. Brian yeah. Finifter that literally is a one man situation. Um, and whenever no I no one can get to the guns, there's a PA sitting on them. Yeah, and whenever I had to bring them on set, whenever I stepped on set with them, I had to shout in a very military way. You know, weapons on set. Yeah. In, a, in a voice that everybody could hear and yeah. like. There was a very distinct, very safe protocol for things that w- literally yeah. were not yeah, like, anything other than giant blocks of yeah, rubber. You might as well have been, you well, know, I mean, been carrying Hummel figurines. You I know, like oh, you could get a nasty scratch from this angel with a with a with a 
right. bow and I, arrow. I was fight choreographer on a little film called Return of Pink Five. And, uh, I remember that one. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, and even just with sabers, you know, even with just with, like sticks, I was yeah. very, very – I mean, I, I kept everyone kind of on a tight leash as far as like, all right, I hold them and then they fly in for the scene and then they fly out and – and I'm right there, and everybody stays a clear distance away. Like you know, it's however, our blasters—none of our blasters were practical, so we no. weren't—we we didn't take any precautions. This is, and this is such a great reveal. This is gnarly. Just like, whoa, gross! A lot of uh, hot melt nernies going on there. Is it, hot melt is, a, you, is a, I love how you just kind of see the vague outline of the like, eggs. Wait, it's, it's what partially is that? Biscuit, partially uh, luminous and. And I was kind of wondering, like, because she breaks off from these, you know, these fallopian tubes, essentially. Uh, I always wondered, like, is that something that she can just grow back, like a tail? Like, is that just? But the design on the reveal, that, yeah, it's really well backlit too. It's kind of similar yeah. in a way to like the silence Hello. of the shot at the very end. And just the, Cameron really understood the importance of just like the slow moving reveal that they that really Scott got yeah. very right in the first movie. Now the Queen Alien is is again is a very simple. Generally speaking, critter. Um, there's like two guys. Like there's a the unique design to it. Though, there's two guys things. inside. Each one is like one arm. Yeah. And then uh, that's being sort of swung around on a crane. And then uh, the the legs are literally getting rod puppeteered from off camera. And uh, and other times, you know, everything. You know, in the big fight at the end, of course, uh, half the time it's miniature. So the the power loader and the alien are just little puppets that are being manipulated. But uh, it's again, it's. You know, it it looks like so much larger a movie than it really actually is. You know, sixteen million, like as we said, only in eighty six is still that's a pretty small movie in terms of budget. And here she kind of knows that the alien has a vague understanding of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, like, oh, and don't like, you dare, you bitch! No, no, like, and like four arms. Yeah, I, just, I like the this this design. It's kind of sad to me, like what's happened with the alien franchise over the years and how. Just it's you know there's some really great ideas, especially in the Dark Horse comic series of the early '90s of Alien versus Predator. There's some good ideas in there, and and unfortunately, in my opinion, it's never really fully been taken advantage of in the in, cinematically. But just the idea of like the the mythology of the aliens and sort of what you can do with them. <laughs> she's now she's got a flamethrower and a little kid. Yes, <laughs> she's got a little kid and a flamethrower that she's got hanging off her waist. Does this random fogging thing work for anyone else? Yeah, it, it does. doesn't. Do, it we, doesn't. Do, we, do we just give it to the movie? It's like, been established that everything's venting because we, everything yeah. is breaking and we, down, and, we, and they have established pressure. They've yeah. established that this thing is like what, fucking up. What, so what, yeah, the only problem I have is like, lady, the whole place is going to blow up in five minutes. You don't need to do this. Yeah, you this really is, can just get out of there. The, yeah, the alien you, is just, just saying, okay, just the walk. Out. The alien doesn't know the place is about to go nova. Okay, but she, I mean, it's it, oh, this, this is this is the closure. It makes sense. It makes sense from a character standpoint, but it's a tactical mistake. We all have to admit that. Absolutely, total tactical. Speaking of mistakes, earlier today I was watching Troy, and uh, like the entire plot of that movie is the one movie or that little kid across the street from me. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I watch him every night. Don't get he goes caught to bed. watching Troy. No, no Troy. The the entire movie is based off of one tactical fuck up built upon uh, upon another on both sides, and how like just very simple mistakes kind of fuck everybody up. Now, see that would just that's just mean. Yeah, that's, that's just, yeah, mean. You're just gilding the lily now. It's like that's okay, like, okay. That, She's. It's you've that's done like, your job. Get that's out. That's like now. punching your date in the ovary just because she yeah. said something we, wrong. We are just kind like, of Ripley. Just we're because kind well, of if you guys set her a lesson, then you got to set yeah, her a lesson. You know. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't teach them, they won't learn nothing. But it is kind of like Ripley. We, we're kind of on a timeline here. We don't have time know, for this right, for your for your is, mad quest for yeah. This is this. I know this is fun for you and all, but and it's the only like real character flaw that we see in Ripley. It's the only thing that she does that's in any way wrong. <laughs> okay, throw the whole bandolier. Okay, eat that. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Time to go. Hope the carpool is still waiting. Oh, bits of alien. Let's yeah. just... Oh, it got some acid. That on sucks. Ow. 
And really, she's what enables the alien queen to come exactly. out. I know, exactly. Yeah, the shit's just like tied down with a giant fallopian Next time, yeah. just walk away and Gross. let the planet explode. Well, she, we know she's an Audi. Well, I know. Ooh. Well, I know. I know termites. At least certain kinds of termites. I mean, the queen does get so big and bloated that she, you know, she's literally just a, a little insect on top of this she's like gigantic that, sack. That she's makes like that dude at the end of Meaning of Life. Yeah, <laughs> she. They literally are. Certain termites are like that. And and uh, if the if the colony is threatened, the other termites, the workers will literally like push her because she can't move. They'll they'll push her and like wall her up like to protect right. her. You know, but it, call, it's I've not like her life is great. I have a few relatives like that. We kind of have to yeah. push them around. Um, now, was termites the sort of direct inspiration for the like the socio you know the biological equivalent? Certainly seems to have a lot of influence yeah because the translucency yeah. and like the well there's um there's there's a species yeah. of ants Ooh. is it some kind of insect that actually uh, implant impregnates their young into the bodies of other insects right yes. and it, then there are gr- wasps that do that yeah wasps do that That's maggots in many ways work the same way you know, flies and maggots but um, no but these also things, young actors <laughs> but uh, most, if they're, if they're wasps, they literally the yeah. they literally get injected into living uh, yeah living whatever, tissue host yeah. bodies and then they eat their way out yeah it's it's a uh, you know it's, it's interesting to me because he, Cameron's such a biology nerd on top of everything else and and I feel like I feel like he could. I mean, if he would have stayed with the franchise, I feel like we could have gotten some even more different, even more kind of really cool ideas. Because the leap between Alien and Aliens, as far as like pushing the idea farther, I'm, I'm, I've always been curious to see what he did with it. Same thing with his, you know, proposed Spider-Man ninety-page scriptment that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, which I read, and and he certainly it's very much classical Spider-Man, but he does sort of explore some other ideas there. Now I do like the. There's a nice little alien character moment here. Um, and it, it was a nice setup too. I, I, I was there was a nice, you know, it was very clear in the way it was set up. Where Ripley, you know, was desperate for an elevator, so she punched both buttons, and one elevator came, and now the elevator, other one has come, and the queen does that little head tilt, like, Fuck you. you know, it's just like, oh, we're not, we're not done yet. <coughs> She's smart, this queen. She's gone into the boat. I think she's gone into the boat. It's a nice <laughs> parallel to like the 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 Nostromo blowing up. Um, an alien as far as like the countdown but the, the countdown here is like you know the countdown to rescue somebody and not to just survive it's a nice callback but also doing something different and again we keep thinking oh yeah. the evil yeah, android finally the android douched us we knew it was gonna happen he's smarter he doesn't choke you with a newspaper very obscurely <laughs> yeah he just leaves <laughs> you like, you go down in the exploding thing and I'm gonna fly back to the ship the new models actually punch you yeah <laughs> and they'll they'll call you afterwards and, and tell you you were baby a I'm sorry it's yeah. my programming that's right you understand I'm an android we, it's what we do it's how I was raised baby it's because yeah. I'm programmed to love you so much yeah. baby I just more rear projection this, this RP yeah, it's, it's close bad, but yeah. it doesn't quite you know and, and again you know it's you know, but it's distraction from the fact that Carrie Han is actually just a doll <laughs> she's not alive That's a pretty anymore. impressive doll then, I got to say. Yeah, it's just it's, you know, it's it's a full-on prosthetic of her. Or we call that we call that closed guard in jiu-jitsu. Um when you when you wrap yourself around yeah, someone else, that's, uh, that's exactly what it is. That's that's just go I mean, stop hitting me and you just like clamp yeah, on well, them like a monkey. Set, you could set up arm bars and chokes and whatnot, but Wow. I've seen well, I've seen boxers do that. <laughs> One guy just hangs on the other. Right. Like, all right, stop hitting me, goddamn! Close your eyes, baby, while you get eaten. Yeah, do do do, fucking bishop. Yep, there he <laughs> comes, bishop to save the day. It's a nice little trick. And right I, there. The, you needed that insert. You needed that insert to know it was bishop. Yeah, <laughs> Hicks is flying. You know, half an arm leaking from every off, pore. Yeah. yeah, acid all over him. Ah, how you doing? 
which which is an image more in Terminator comes up later in Terminator Two is <laughs> there to be Schwarzenegger there all all messed up. Should we get us out of here? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very much Death Star at this point. Yeah. Now, this is the one little. There's the one little bit of drama. Pos- yeah, pot- yeah. Well, no, not the the, the setup. I mean, you know, because because something very improbable is going to happen next. The alien's and, not the damn ship. Yeah, but, yeah. but she's somewhere. The the queen alien is on board now. Uh, and that alien the, is like bigger than the ship. Yeah, that's so the it's like she she apparently got up in the wheel well. We can only assume, <laughs> like a cat, like Just, a like an illegal alien. No. No trick. <laughs> so, yeah, need color correction needed for that that flying dropship scene. But You know, the... Uh, even even It'd at this cool point... It'd be cool if the EMP knocked him out. And he was, I was going to say, he kind of spa- I think he spasms in a way that's he, more robotic than human. Like, really? he kind of like... Reboot. Interesting. I was just thought he was just getting thrashed. The... Um, the Fly away! The fly away from the explosion just in time. It was. It was. It wasn't quite a cliche here, but uh, you know, it was kind of like. There. But but now, it my God. It. Well, I went to the yeah. Bake Off and I saw it eight times. Uh, <laughs> not you know, the, the, and, and four the, four of them were in 2012 alone. For the, for those who don't know, uh, John Cusack looking out the window, going "phew" as something else exploded as they flew away from it just in time. For those unfamiliar with Trey's blog, the Bake Off is the visual effects for the uh, Academy Awards Bake Off, where they decide on the nominees, and, and they show they see. show clips from the yeah. the seven finalists, and and then they select three from that. And this year was uh, you know I'd never seen I have not seen 2012, but I've seen 15 minutes of 2012 now, and, and it. <laughs> just seemed to be endless shots of John Cusack in a vehicle, just barely getting away from destruction, just in time. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, there was that, at least three flying away from the explosion shots where the, where the vehicle I, flies by camera. At the that, that's the movie. What I love here is that Hicks essentially he's unconscious, he's sedated, and his overall character arc. That's it. He's, he's out that, of the movie. His life is gone now because yeah. in the third movie he dies in, in yeah, transit. That's that was the end of. Unfortunately, that was the end of Hicks. Now and here, now I actually, here thought, I actually thought the movie was going to wrap up. I actually, yeah, thought, I no, didn't this realize. is the great okie doke of the movie is where you go, okay, we, oh son of a bitch, they're not done yet. I've got all this milk. Yeah, <laughs> don't drink milk before you fly. You know, you could. Oh, never mind. I was just okay. Yeah, just don't. It's not going to go there. <laughs> just don't. The, I um, see where you're going, sir, and I don't like it. How do? You, what was the concrete? Was that just styrofoam and acid? Uh, yeah, that's ac- styrofoam uh, and acetone. Yeah. yeah. And, and thank nice. you very much. Oh. Bisection. And now I'm beating you with your head. But he's an android, so he's okay, yeah. folks. That's right. No, let's just give okay. Him, let's just give him tank treads for a lower torso. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm your alien. I'll be killing you. Hi. Uh, now the the sneer is very is just literally wire isn't it, is that wires being pulled up or is that yeah being, it's it's a very yeah. it's just because uh, it's not internal animatronic it's like an actual it's thing cables yeah. yeah it's all just cables. The, the, you ha- usually you have a close-up head that's you know that is more. such a great stance though. It's very yeah very yeah the, the, the posing is really well done. I mean that's what that's all it is. You know the, it's nice posing and then and then you see like take two steps here. Boom, boom. Having not seen this movie, I know I didn't have any idea what like the plan was. Or I, I'm like, oh great, they're just gonna like she's gonna you yeah. know. And then you, and then side. you realize that they planted, they did a setup way back. I had completely forgotten about when I saw this exactly. Like, and then know. but then it's it's the it's the you know the. Unexpected and obvious. It's like, yeah, because you don't see. What it was she's so long at. ago for most people. Yeah. It was so long ago that you don't remember that this happened. And I then, remember being and then fascinated. And then, by his and then he gets, you know, he's going to do the, you know, the Joss Whedon River reveal a second time. Now it's like, okay, you thought Ripley's first other reveal was was big. <laughs> I think Joss is pretty like clear on like that's a direct homage. Like, yeah, as, absolutely. You know. So this this reveal is even is even more. 
This is a nice scene where the queen's like, "Come here, come here, come out, come out." And you kind of see, yeah, you kind of see how she was able to survive for so long. You kind of, yeah, see yeah dude, dude's still sw- in there swinging. She is a know? great crawler. She's she's a, she a can, champion crawler. She can scoot like no other kid I know. And, and there it comes, and now the direct TV commercial. I know, right? Oh, yeah. That kind of pissed me off. I gotta say, like, I, I don't know why I did not like that. I, I, it's like the scene in this fight is so like sacrosanct. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, kind of like I was more offended by by that than I was by the Doc Brown one. Yeah, but see, yeah, in the theater, I mean, brought the house down, brought yeah, the house cheering. down. Like, oh, here we go. Now we got it. I'm still on. I'm still. I'm still siding with the aliens on this one. And you're like, not wrong. You, d- you just fucking came in and destroyed all of her babies after fucking destroying her planet. I would. I would certainly say that. I would certainly say that I would side with the species of aliens, but I side as a person with Ripley the most because she's <laughs> yeah. she's you're like kinda, the, she's like the Job of these damn movies. After, yeah. 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 She's been through a lot. So there's there's you know far too fast to to keep track of, but if you if you really look, you could find it. Is you know there's. Switching, there's 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 puppetry going on. Sometimes these are a bunch of rod puppets, um, and then sometimes it's full scale with uh, you know crazy 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 thing with with Sigourney Weaver and with a hidden guy in a plastic suit behind her playing the machine, and then a bunch of people puppeteering this alien. How long uh, do you think this would have taken to shoot, Trey? Oh, yeah, this is gonna be a week on set just to get the live action. I would think maybe maybe faster than that maybe you can get set up and kind of rock and roll. See, like yeah, these those you, shots there, these wider shots. That's the puppet rigs. I was going to say editing would. I mean, this would be you'd spend a month on this sequence alone. Yeah, like yeah. you, just kind of figuring it out. And then you know, lots of inserts. I mean, they shot the live action and they pieced it together with the puppet right. shots later. And, and then you and find the post. Yeah, there's need. there's no way yeah. there's no way they went to the editing room going, oh, we have everything we need. We there's have no everything that, we need for that. No scene. way that happened. Yeah. Right. I need a quick shot of the alien going. Gah! I work in reality TV, and we. I mean, we have to get inserts. You know, like. It, yeah, I was working as a PA on a reality show uh, recently, and it was like, yeah, okay, well, we need this, and, well, we need to make the story a little clearer, so we're going to do a little pickup of your interview yep. where you can say this line. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> conversation you have with the phone over there, you're going to redo it. Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay. Here's, a continu- and here's a continuity area here where the uh, top of the, you see the light break, the little, the yep. clearly uh, breaks, and then, and then uh, clearly isn't broken. It's like clearly sold lighting, yeah. yeah. You know what? Fuck this movie. That's right. <laughs> this movie sucks. Now they actually it, it was this is one of the first movies I saw that uh, where there was a, a product tie-in where I was kind of like what kind of continuity here as well like really the, was the, the, she's the, actually wearing what Nike actually marketed the as, spike tip to his tail is gone yeah it became clean off um, she's actually wearing what was called the alien fighter shoe and Nike actually sold them nice it's called the alien fighter shoe and there was ads for it now here's, she's got some strong arms this Ripley this <laughs> this Seriously, is hard that would actually take your arm out the socket at that yeah. point that's like. And poor Bishop. Bishop, yeah, talk about long suffering. Bishop has been through more than most. He's half the man he used to be. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, a, that a, a licensed Nike product. Rip you too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like you know, hanging from the hanging from your one foot. And and this is the only way you can kill an alien. Apparently, eject them into space, space and turn them into stop motion. Well, which again, in Alien <laughs> Alien Four. It's yeah. Now here's like here's like okay. Close like, the door like before you climb the ladder. The I'm sorry. That's the one. You, yeah, you can totally see uh, uh, the hole that he pops out of. By the way, there. If you, 
if you choose to single frame through that sliding scene of Newt passing by, you can actually, you can see him. You can see that he's laying in a hole with a half body sticking up, and when he grabs her, you can see the hole he's laying in top of. A little bit of revealing the movie magic. Yeah, this is this is not yeah, physically trade. possible. Take off the movie magic. Yeah, take, it all take it all off. Climbing against, wipe it away. Uh, Let me just move my casually move my ankle out of the way. That always bugged me because you'd still have the vacuum. Your foot would still be stuck there. Yeah, it's actually yeah. not that well. It's actually not that bad because it, it is only one atmosphere of pressure. So you know, it's it's not it's not that much actually. Yeah. But With there's a no hole that big. With a differential that big, there's no way. It's only one atmosphere. It. It's it's not that much pressure pressure differential. It's true. All right. It wouldn't be much more than an airplane. Yeah. And without the wind. Well, the thing about air, the thing about scenes in airplanes is they never go on as long as they no, do. No, there's movies. there's only so much air in an airplane. Exactly. It just goes. Yeah. It's yeah. like a second, if that. You would think there's also only so much air in this, you know, ship too. <laughs> like, what wow, sort of complaint is that? After this, like, I mean, the movie really should have been out here. We like we kind of see them go to sleep again, but I. Well, it know. is out here. Well, no, but I mean, we spend like we spend a few more minutes here. No, we, we don't. <laughs> We're going to have like two more lines, and they're going to go to bed and roll credits. Well, I'm saying that you could have dipped a black on them hugging, like you get, and that would have been like. That well, I think I think you want the little coda of you know, is everyone is everyone that we think still alive still alive, yeah. and are they going to go home now? And we do get the panty shot one more time. Just just does a nice callback. Yeah. Do you have to end every movie in your underwear? Yes, yes, I do. It's in my contract. And I live in Avatar. We we end with naked dead Sigourney Weaver like spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't seen Avatar yeah we don't end on it but uh, we get yeah. that yeah we end on naked dead Sam Worthington for but she looked realistic she looked pretty lifelike I thought You're not watch, the, watch her freak out. Yeah, and it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's just tentacles pop herself in the head. <laughs> she goes. She, she goes hiding in the ducks. Of, oh no! Oh, shit! All right, you can just stay in those ducks all the way home. Then she becomes like a reaver. She's just like seventeen months. Out, like you know, too much hair. <laughs> I just hope. And right cat. here, up up until now, I expected like a little alien. Yeah, you're right, still though. friend. Well, of course, it, yeah, you it know the the the. Even in the original version, um, if you wait, if you listen, if you, if you wait all the way to the end of the credits, there is the sound of a face hugger scuttling. This is the very last sound? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that shit. Yeah. Holy which shit! Is, that was a long movie. Which is that? Well, again, you know, it's a special edition, which is really just unnecessary. But the, um, you know, it's it is it is the setup for what turned out to be Alien Three. You know that there there was a there was a face hugger on board that somehow managed to sabotage the ship. However, a face hugger does that and set it off course. Brian William Venter. Yes. We just watched Aliens, a special edition. Yes. We weren't listening to it. We were talking over it the whole time. Has your experience changed? Has your your opinion changed at all? No. It's it's effing fantastic. Sid Mead, by the way, really good. He did a lot of the conceptual art. And Run Cobb. Those are those guys you see him in Blade Runner. All those Sid Mead. John Richardson, by the way, is still around. Futurist. He was a well-known. No, no, I met I met Sid Mead at one of Sandy Collar's premieres. Yeah, well, he also he's also he's done lots of different. He's a really eclectic sort of like background as far as doing a lot of work. He also did a lot of work for. Uh, uh, he designed like a series, one season of the Gundam, the Japanese anime. He like designed uh, their match for one season, and uh, he's, he's he works quite frequently actually. 
Eddie, aliens. Yeah. What do you got? You know, I, I love I love aliens. I, I still love aliens. Uh, you posed a question at the beginning, which one I love more. I would say at the end of the day, I I still I still hold Alien in a slightly higher esteem. Uh, but this is you know as far as like a fun movie, I, and I really think we do suffer for the music. I think the music really is good in this movie and, and definitely lends itself. Um, and the sound, the sound in the sound. general. Sound but I mean, you really you look at. I mean, this this could be this could be sort of uh, Cameron's permanent resume about what he was able to do with such a, a tiny budget. Bill Sturgeon is a name we've seen before in credit. I, I saw Bill Sturgeon at the Bake Off, as a matter of fact. Interesting. And John Rosengrant was nominated for something this year, so he was up. And right. uh, and John and and uh, Richardson, the uh, physical physical effects guy, he was nominated for something too. He's he's one of the big uh, big guys in the business still to this day. You know, Trey. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you done? I, I didn't really have anything. I mean, it's just you know, I, I think I still hold the other in, in esteem. I just uh, you could look at this movie as. Uh, you know, ex- ex- he does pretty much everything right, like with what he's given. I think, and there's no real like wrong choices that he makes. I wouldn't know if I would call it a perfect movie, but it's it's damn good. Trey, it's uh, I actually at the time, as I said, it's uh, it's another one of those movies that for me at the time was you know, oh, I I so need to get into the movie business because they're they're making movies like this, and I need to be one of the people making these. So um, you know, and and, and strangely enough. As we said at the very beginning, it's like, well, two years later, I was doing the abyss, so you know, it worked out all right. It was so it wasn't that much longer before I I did the blob first, and the blob led directly to the abyss, and and uh, and next thing you know, I'm working with the guy who made this movie, and uh, of course, we we all know that story, and if you haven't, go listen to that commentary. Um, it's it's uh, I think it holds up great. It's it's you know, it set the standard. It and Alien, you know, it, it built on the standard, and then. It, Evolved the standard for for movies, and, and it really hasn't been uh, hasn't been topped much by by any movie much that I can think of. You know, it can be equaled, but um, you know, it's just a great thing. And again, I I, I am most impressed by um, you know, no, now that we know that how how low budget this movie was, and 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 I. I can see, and people say this. They're saying this about you know leg, about legacy. Uh, what that movie? What's that movie that Cameron just did? Avatar. Avatar that thing. Um, <laughs> legacy. Whatever. The, the, just legacy just came on the on the cool. menu screen. Um, you know they say it, but it's certainly the case. My experience on the abyss. It was. It's what people even say about Avatar. It's just you know Cameron just works his tail off to get a movie made, and and knowing that this movie was so cheap, you know it's like well how can this movie be this epic if it was that cheap you know and 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 there were the primitive tools that they had available compared to today 24 years ago it's it's freaking jim cameron ladies and gentlemen that's that's what it is he he even then he was jim cameron and you don't have to love his movies but by god or him or be married yeah. to him respect yeah yeah well eventually everyone has to be married Every, to yeah him. i think <laughs> it's part of our life it's, contract it, yeah my, my wife has got her time slot in for, yeah so, you know, slotted in for i think you but, know uh, 2003 my god that the man the man makes movies you know as we've said before movies were invented so that james cameron could make them <laughs> yeah pretty much anyway uh, this I, I need to watch this movie with the sound on because I haven't seen it enough to be able to sustain it's, myself watching it. The sound and, up loud. And, and with don't the, watch uh, the special edition because it's just yeah, that seemed a little it's it's little it's padded. Walking. You know, you don't need to see that stuff. I, I think the special edition is a good example of bits that work well in their own right, but still, even so, don't necessarily fit into the whole. Yeah, it's just, I think that, it's, it's I think a case of it's a case of if you love the movie, here's more of that movie. Right. Yeah. And, and if if you look at the gun sequence or you look at the the daughter subplot on their own, disconnected from the rest of the movie, you know, those sequences work. Yeah, yeah a, they're, they're well shot. They're, they're well tense. Done. They're, they're deep. Done. They're this. But then they're that. at the but end, you're going, "Wow, I've been sitting there for two and a half hours." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'd, man, be more ex- I'd be more excited if it was only two hours. That man, I, was I need there. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. This file is reaching two forty one nineteen. And uh, my goodness, I think that brings us to a relative relative close. Unless you want to watch Alien Three. <laughs> well, <laughs> someday. Right, right now. 
I don't actually have it. I got the four disc. Oh. How is here, here's the story. I got was, the four disc set because this is the four disc special edition set. Uh, at some point when I was in New Jersey, and when I moved, I think down to Florida or out here, I was like, "No, nah, I don't need to take all four. I'll just take the first two. Didn't the box come? <laughs> with, yeah, I did. I just take the, the disc out. And so this was away. literally just to make your your load lighter by two this ounces. Was, this was, that was how much I knew I wouldn't need Such an alien asshole. three or four in my life. <laughs> <You're>, wow. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> well, there's a statement. How much fussy effort would it have taken <laughs> sure, to carry I that? I own it. fussy and entitled. <laughs> sure, I own the disc and it fits into this box with the other three. But I'm going to deliberately thought. take I'm it out and throw <laughs> it away. No, I didn't throw it away. That's They're a statement somewhere. That's a, that's a that's statement. sort of the same wow. thing, Holmes. Yeah, wow, well, that's a statement about that's pretty crazy. the movie. Anyway, this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to our forums, talk back to us, and give an idea for the next episode. The very next week, you'll find a brand new one on our website, or you can subscribe on iTunes to listen to us. Go to twitter.com slash downinfront to get an RSS update, or find us on Facebook. Until next time, I am T. Christie. Mostly. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over, man. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Trendsinyourhead.com.